Hello and welcome to episode 37 of the Life is Storytelling podcast. I'm your host, Chris Pierce, here with our, my co-host, Ernest Gonzalez. Que pasó, little babies? Don't speak Italian to me. Um, it's a pretty big episode, pretty special episode. This is going to be Jarno. our end of the year 2022 movie awards review whatever you want to call it <laughs> I, th- I think it's like awards with a review thrown in there is a review there. yeah and then there's like listings of have, our favorite movies like when you have a, a musical our year-end review like when you have a movie that's not a musical but it has a musical number uh-huh. that's how this is with the review but guess what it's a musical and then it just starts playing music <laughs> we're gonna sing this whole whole shit, episode baby. get ready ash and then we just start going um Ernest, how are you doing I've been good. I can't sing. I know. Um, <laughs> I didn't know, but now I do. But uh, I mean, you know, I sometimes like in the shower, mm. specifically in the shower. Anywhere else, and eh, yeah. But yeah, man, uh, I've been awesome. I've been awesome. Things have been like we're at the peak right now. We are. We are. Um, and the climb has been steep. It has been. You know, we've done a lot lately. We and have. then just with like life and. Yeah. Holidays just stuff. ended. We had stuff to do with family, with yeah. friends. But all the while, we're just squeezing in all this. All the movies, all the podcasts. Man. And it's been the most magnificent ride. It has been. Like, I've seen so many good movies. Yeah. This is This is my best year for movies probably ever. Oh, um, look at that. Just like how you're lot. Because obviously the year before, it wasn't your best year of gaming. Right. Exactly. 2022 yeah, dude. Sweet. 2022 like fucking came with the entertainment. It did so much. Did. Um, the some of the best video games I've ever played. Some of the best movies mm. I've ever seen. Like it, it's wild. That's yeah. Awesome. So I've been good. To That's awesome, your man. Question. I'm so happy. Bring that energy, because I fucking hate this show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> My least favorite oh. episode. <laughs> so. The way we're going to be doing this a little differently. We do have a movie review, but since we're kind of building up to it, we do have a list of our 10 favorite movies from this year. So the way we're going to be structuring this out is the beginning of this show. We're going to be doing our 10 to two going in reverse order. And then we're going to be doing our number one. That's the only one we both know we have shared. Yeah. Um, the rest is going to be no, no, nobody knows what our notes are. We don't know shit that we, that either one of us have. Um, Get that live reaction. Exactly, right exactly. Maybe it's anger. Maybe You're not. not. We'll see. This live, but it's going to be a live reaction. <laughs> um, but we will be doing our ten to two. Take a break. Come back and review our number one because it is a movie we have not reviewed on the show. And then after that, we're going to be doing our top five TV series of 2022, and then take another break. And then we're going to be ending the show with some awards. Yeah. Some awards like you'll have seen before, like from Oscars, like Best Actor, Best Actress, Supporting, all that. But there will be a couple that we both made up. Yeah. Just yeah. to spice it up a little bit. There's none too crazy. I don't know. Me. We'll have to get there. I mean, for me, I feel like it's tame. Okay. You know? Okay. Because you would think it, you know, best peen sucker or whatever. But <laughs> I feel like that would have come up in the Del Toro thing. Not, like not, not this, not the 2022, not the 2022 rewards. Um, but it has been a great year for movies. Great year to start a podcast. Hell of a year to start a podcast with the Del Toro movie series. Um, just falling into our lap. Yeah, bro. dude, just right there. <laughs> right just there. Been falling. It's insane. It's beautiful. We love you, Del Toro. Fuck yeah. Still a huge highlight of the year. Yeah, don't be mad when you're not on my list. 
Um, I know you're talking to me personally, and I did expect to be on there, but it's going to be okay. <laughs> you this year. No, I'll, I'll try harder next year, I promise. <laughs> but with that, we do have a lot to get into. It's going to be a lot. It's, it's pretty exciting. Let's go ahead and get into it. Ernest, what is your number 10? So my number 10. Of the year 2022. Uh, from a little-known actor named Jordan Peele. Uh, it's Nope. Um, nope was such a fresh take on... Uh, yeah, and we're going full spoilers. Yeah. Once oh, just, see, ah, oh, man, I thought I remember. We're gonna sure. be so again. I will reedify. It is gonna be full spoilers. <clears throat> we'll of course, obviously, say the name of said movie before saying anything about it. Right. So from there, you can fast forward or not. Um, but these movies, for the most part, have been out for a while. Yeah. At least. Even the newest one, probably like maybe a few weeks. Um, Skip for like sixty seconds, you're probably good. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but full spoilers for these 2022 awards. But the way they killed all the main characters. Nah, I'm just playing. Uh, <laughs> Don't talk about Infinity War. How dare you? <laughs> but um, spoilers for Infinity War. But um, yeah, man, it, it's just a very fresh take on an alien movie. I haven't seen a alien movie like this. Um, it's just a giant metaphor. The entire movie is a, a, a giant metaphor, but it's surrounded by beautiful cinematography. It's really, really well done. This motherfucker gives us some of the best shots in like everything that he does. Um, that Hands Across America shit still sticks with me. Um, we uh, And we get great performances in this as well um i'm gonna say it now because um i did have her up for um best actress and then i had her for best supporting actress to try to fit her in there but like kiki palmer is amazing um i ended up getting getting her off of there and putting somebody else but you had her for both no I had her her in Best Actress, and then I was like, maybe I could say... Okay, I was going to say, remember, so it's supposed to be Best Leading Actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, So I have Leading Actresses. Okay, cool. No, just caught that there. But yeah, man, her performance was was so great. Um, I I loved her character. And then, of course, I love Daniel Kouye's character as well, and and his performance. Um, And everybody else, like the fucking cable guy, you know, the filmographer dude like it's just oh uh, yeah, yeah everybody said cable guy and I there's hate not myself. a lot of people in this movie but there's so much to it and mm-hmm. i love i love a movie like that man yeah the whole spectacle thing is Great. just um i don't know if it's been touched on if it has it hasn't been touched on like this so this movie was just unique in so many ways so i really appreciated it absolutely man um i hated myself when you said the cable guy and my mind just went to larry and i was like fuck you Chris. yeah the security camera <laughs> yeah, no i know who you're talking about he is great <laughs> uh, i wish i remembered his name not jim carrey um, jim carrey's not where you go i haven't seen that movie me neither but i know that's all we have time for but today i know no yeah yeah I, the cable guy you though. said that and i i did realize like yeah, he, yeah he's in a movie called it. the cable guy right Cable um, guy. <laughs> i know that God damn it. Um, but it is, I will say right now, that's not on my list. Um, but I'm very happy to see it on yours. Nope is great. It is unfortunate that that was the beginning of the divide of our friendship. I think that's why it's great. We both <laughs> shut the fuck. Fuck you, Miranda. <laughs> I think it's great that we both have, uh, that we're both doing this together, though, because you do get 
more yeah, movies. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah. And so, like, it is a thing of us wanting to shout out our favorite movies, but it is us also just wanting to be like, dude, it's a great year for movies. We love all these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, we were talking about it before we started recording. Lists mean nothing. It's just fun to put together. Right. Well, it's mostly fun. It can be stressful in some points. <laughs> when but you like, have, like, a list, and it's like, oh, but I forgot about that shit. It's like the best kind of stress. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. the kind of stress I'd take any day. Um, but the kind of stress I wouldn't take any day will lead me right into my number 10. And that is All Quiet in the Western Front. Um, that is the uh, a war film set in World War One. You can watch it on Netflix. I just watched this a couple of days ago, and I am not drawn to war movies. I'm not against them, um, but I will say, especially after watching this one, maybe it's just America shouldn't do war movies anymore. <laughs> um, and not to say all those are bad. Uh, I, I, own, I own Saving Private Ryan. I think that's quite a good movie. Um, that's a good movie. But All Quiet in the Western Front, it does what war movies need to do, and it does not pander to the military. Nice, yeah. It literally takes you from the perspective of some young boys looking to just super excited to serve their country, super excited to make their parent, their specifically their fathers proud. Um, and this is exaggerating, but then minutes later, they're not excited anymore. Um, I, I had heard great things. This movie's beautiful. In like, like the darkest possible way, mm. um, there are some shots in here that are going to be sitting with me probably till the end of like even next year. Dang. It is beautiful. Um, it's quite a, sad. It's a foreign film, correct? It is. Um, it is. It is from Germany. It is from Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, it is their. Uh, they just released the short list for international films, um, potentially being p- placed into the Oscars, and uh, this one did make it for Germany. I'm gonna have to. Take a look. Yeah, I tagged you in it earlier. I would just—it's it, totally fine. But um, and again, short lists. We'll see where it goes from there. But I had heard about this movie like all year, and I had been putting it off because I was just like, "It's a war movie. How good can it be?" And then I watched it, and I got a little watery eyed, and I was a little shocked, and <laughs> I was just like, "Oh, this is pretty good." Um, and honestly, so I won't use the word refreshing for this. It's just a perspective I haven't seen in a minute. The last war movie I saw was nineteen seventeen. Um. That's the year it came out. No, but uh, it was that war movie that came out a couple of years ago where it's like all shot in one take, mm-hmm. which is pretty impressive. Um, and it's pretty good. Uh, but something like this, it just, I cannot, I cannot stress enough just how like, and it sounds so simple and it should be. War's bad. War's quite bad. <laughs> we don't want that. We don't want that. Right. I completely understand wanting to be like, make your family proud for something, um, especially like the military and stuff like that. But right. Bro, you don't know what you're signing up for until you get there. Nobody wants to go to war, though. Exactly. You shouldn't want you to shouldn't. go to war. Yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't. You definitely shouldn't. But that is my number 10. Uh, Ernest, what is your number nine? My number nine is Banshees of Inisherin. Ooh, baby. Oh, man. We're about to start rowing. What a good... <laughs> you know, I thought we might row over this. A little bit. Because um, I figured you'd have this higher on your list, too. Um, but... Oh, what a good time this movie is. Um, through all of the misery of this movie, I'm just having fun at their expense. Oh, absolutely. Because like, it's so entertaining, man. Um, Colin Farrell, definitely one of the best performances of the year. Those eyebrows. Um, and those supporters he has, Barry Kogan. Um, I don't have the sister's name at the moment. Um, yeah, man, everybody around there. And then it's just so beautifully shot, too, and in such a beautiful location. 
mm-hmm. but the story that we get here is just so simple yet complex like it's very straightforward in what it is mm-hmm. um but there's so much to take from it like if you allow yourself to and i really appreciated it for that but yeah, I mean, I definitely see if you have this higher up on your list, like this year, I totally get it. It is so far right now of, of the awards that like the ceremonies that have given out their awards already. Mm. It's had the most nominations. Yeah. Best actor, best supporting actor, best supporting actress, best score, best it's, cinematography. Just so well-rounded. It's of crazy. A movie, definitely. And I mean, yeah. like whether you win or not, that second nominations come on man <laughs> yeah yeah it's not like you know anybody on that movie is not gonna get work again yeah, because of this <laughs> that award didn't win game of the year but it got quite a lot of shit <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um but just and I, I had to look it up as well i didn't have it top of mind uh but carrie condon yes she's amazing she was great still my favorite character there oh, absolutely she was so good yeah. um but I'm, I'm just happy to see any praise for banshees because honestly it is such a good movie it is so good oh that donkey. Um, mm, 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 but for my number 10, going to be going to another country. That last one was number Germany. Nine. What? Number I said nine. number 10. Yeah. Going to number nine. This is why, because when we start the episodes, I, I have to look at my Spotify multiple times to be like, what episode are we recording? Yeah, he does that a lot. Over and over and over again. <laughs> and like, I'll literally be like, oh, it's 37. I got to look again. I don't I'm not sure anymore. It's like <laughs> when you're leaving the gas pump. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah. check that shit, bitch. Like, <laughs> four times. Um, but epi- no, not episode number nine on my list um, is a film from Korea. So I have Decision to Leave. It is from the director of a movie you may have heard of, Old Boy. Um, this movie is half half rom com. Well, no, half romance. <laughs> it's a little funny. Uh, it's half romance, <laughs> half murder mystery, and it is. I, I won't say it lives up to... No, that doesn't sound right. That sounds so negative. It is not up to the standard of, like, old boy for me. Like, I love old boy. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Just because, like, dude, you feel dirty after finishing that film. Like, god damn. Um, but it is yeah. as well Oof. written. Oh, okay. And it is quite good. It just didn't strike you as much as old boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I should, like, you can't expect the same the same type of twists every time yeah 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 <laughs> but the twist in this is quite good and more it's pretty very entertaining um but there's some great performances uh visually beautiful movie um honestly i haven't seen a korean film in a, in a minute so I was, I was just happy to check it out but um decision to leave definitely worth a sh- uh, worth a chance uh worth a watch for sure so my number eight is the best romance cannibal story that I've ever seen. It's Blood and Bone. Puss and Boots. Oh. <laughs> Neither of us have seen Puss is and Boots. Is that what that's about? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, we want to apologize to everybody, by the way. We really wanted to see Puss and Boots. We haven't we seen Puss and Boots or Babylon, it. making yeah. that very clear right now. Yes, yes. So, And all of this is we can only base them off of the ones that we Absolutely. got to see. Motherfuckers, we watched a lot of shit. We okay. Did. We so did. get and off. Maybe my we'll hat. catch up on the others before the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things I got to watch was Blood and Bone. And Bones and all? I, oh my God. Uh, did I say I, Blood and Bone the you first did. time? You did. Well, not the first time, no. Bro, Blood and Bone. Do you know what Blood and Bone is? I don't. Blood and Bone is a Michael J. White movie where oh. he like gets out of prison and just 
fucks people up. It's like the same movie. <laughs> he just wants to be peaceful. <laughs> Don't make me fight you. But then he just Michael J. White's their ass. And that's your number nine. And that's my number <laughs> nine. Uh, you're, you're always one behind. Number eight is Bones and All. Leave me alone. <laughs> Sorry about that, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, Bones and All, man. Um, what a ride. What is fucking nuts. That's a bonkers insane movie. It is. Um, the crazy thing about it is that that's never the tone. Right? That's never the tone of the movie. Is is that like, hey, look at this bonkers insane shit. It's so intense. You don't get that until the last scene probably where you feel that tenseness of it. Everything else is just them eating these people super fucking casually, bro. Like it's nuts. And the performances that we get here and how you see how they're so comfortable with this lifestyle is just so insane that it makes me wonder like again i I said this during our episode where we reviewed it is there a community out there of cannibals that just like kind of support each other and they can like smell each other downwind (laughs) and stuff like it's fucking nuts man but yeah we got uh again two of the um best performances of the year maybe uh three is is good to say it's never dully with sully it's never dully with sully baby um but yeah the two leads in this were fucking awesome and i also appreciate the i found it kind of like an old school way of shooting the movie um you get a lot of just like it would feel like very plain shots like it's just like a shot of a van like in the country but the way it's done and centered and the horizon is at the top, you know, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it's yeah. pretty decent. So I just appreciated all that. And the score, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, man, that's my number eight. Nice, man. I will say, because I'm now realizing I didn't number these. Oh, okay. That's I why. The that's why you're off. And now I'm like, I man, see. I should have fucking numbered these. Okay. So what's your number, number eight? eight? <laughs> there you go. My number eight is a movie that i expected just to have rays of positivity from and i did but it also made me shed quite a few tears and that is marcel the shell with shoes on oh my fucking god dude. <laughs> <laughs> why don't i i feel like a total asshole for what? right now because i don't have it on my list <laughs> it's okay it definitely it belongs on there. <laughs> i'm not gonna tell you where but holy shit what a good fucking movie and it was so good and like literally because you watch the trailer and the story sounds very similar to joe dirt because his family's just gone and he's like needing help to find them and all this and he becomes very popular online and tries to help find them and r.i.p barbara walters um but it is quite a bit more than that and just the moments in between all the big stuff in this movie is just where the movie shines it is that it is probably the purest a24 movie i can think of absolutely i can't because not to say they're all dark but like but (laughs) but you even hold up this movie against other pure movies Mm -hmm. and it's pure absolutely that's fun and like this is definitely something i i would say this is one you could actually show to your kids Oh yeah, like there's there's gonna be some stuff involving like life and death, which is where you get those tears. Right, but like it's all done in like the most tasteful and sweetest way. Like the way we talked about on the Pinocchio review yeah. this year. Yeah, like, and these are literal shells. Yeah, yeah. It, You're it, not gonna it, see blood and guts. Everywhere. If anything, it'll provide an opportunity to talk to your kid about something that they might have to go through someday. Mm-hmm. And like, there's gonna be some things, especially like when Marcel finds something in a 
um, bathtub drain to make a rope out of that maybe adults will laugh a good bit at. <laughs> oh but my god, it's amazing! It's so good. Like I really need to rewatch it. Um, and even that's done in such an innocent way. It is because it's literally oh. just this curious little shell. Um, but for. Up until, well, we'll get into this later, but this was, and I'm so glad it's being recognized as like one of the best animated films this year. Oh, there is sure. a good bit of live action in it, of course, but you cannot deny the stop motion aspect of this film. It's, it's huge. It's so flawlessly done. Mm-hmm. You forget. <laughs> that. And that's the thing, man. You're right. immersed and Marcel's like a character. And be, yeah, because the way I, I don't know how the fuck they even do this, dude. I mean, I guess the actor has to stand there and talk to no one, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like the way that it, you never, for an instant, think like this guy isn't talking to anyone. Yeah, he's yeah, obvious. Yeah. He's looking in the wrong. And there's no place delay in responses or anything. Or like anything. It, it's perfect. It's great. Yes, yes, it it is such a great movie. It's it is. probably one of my favorite A24s. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, like, it was such a, it was, I knew I was going to love it. I didn't know I was going to like adore it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Marcel, the shell shoes on definitely recommend Ernest. I'm sorry. I just had to tack on there because, Oh, it's okay. Because no, I gotcha. that's my only chance because apparently I forgot that fucking movie. Existed. <laughs> it's, it's okay, buddy. It's Goodness. Okay. Oh, shame but now on we're you, on your Ernest. number seven. Hey, Ernest, if you're listening to this, shame on you. All right. Number seven is a little murder mystery of my own it's called glass onion <gasps> i enjoyed the shit out that motherfucker movie man it's great and i've now seen it multiple times and it only gets better with mm-hmm. every re- rewatch um the comedy is still it's got hidden. a kick like it's still hidden oh it's got a kick to it um <laughs> like regardless of how many times i've watched it um it's still fucking funny every time. Like, oh, are you calling me dangerous? <laughs> Dude, oh, that kills me. That fucking kills me. Uh, so and, and with that, like, oh, man, it's just, I've said it before, it's very easy to hit or miss with an ensemble cast. Oh, yeah. Just because you have a cast of fucking superstars doesn't mean that you're going to have a superstar movie. Um, but this is definitely one of those superstar movies for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Um, Ed Norton. I, I love his performance in this, and I feel like I didn't expand on it enough uh, when we talked about it in our review. Mm-hmm. Like, I love his performance in this so much because he's such a stupid douche, dude. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. But so everybody stupid, else, it's brilliant. Janelle, no, it's Janelle just Monet, stupid. Uh, I'm just happy to see her on the screen and mm-hmm. doing her thing. Like, it's, uh, we talked about it before, like, to see the people that are just multi talented like that like she's yeah she's amazing but um i mean daniel craig oh you're amazing i love you he's talking to me about but what about I, daniel craig <laughs> i love you so much uh, i can't wait to get more of this character and more of ryan johnson for sure apparently he's already started working on knives out three yeah is that gonna be his next project that i don't know i, I wonder I, I don't think they ever announce orders yeah because obviously as we've learned a lot with looking into del, del, del toro's stuff studios can block a lot of shit yeah dude and dude was working on pinocchio while working on like his last like yeah three movies in the tv show that released and shit like, mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. it's a lot um what number are we on seven <laughs> is it we seven are on seven yes. my man so my <laughs> number seven speaking of the man the myth the legend that is guillermo del toro that is me talking about pinocchio 
by Walt Disney. I'm just kidding. No, it's Del Toro's. It's absolutely Del Toro's. I haven't watched the live action. They call it live action um, of Disney's. I'm probably not going to. I forgot that's a thing. Honestly. They should call it live action if it's all computer animated. But, <laughs> um, but hands down, this is also going to be where I get to announce this is my favorite animated film of the year. Mm-hmm. Um. And I'm not saying that obviously stop motion is the one that does require a good bit of extra work to go into. Um, I don't think that is the only reason it should be qualified there. This story is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of discourse when you like look at like Marvel stuff or DC comic related stuff mm-hmm. where like you see character, like the fan base, not liking where you take a certain character, redo a certain person's story, stuff like that. Right. Um, this is how you do that. Yeah. In the best possible way. And you give us something not shallow, not hollow at all. You give us something just memorable, emotional, and you have something that's going to stay with you in your heart after you finish the film. Mm. And it's not, and it's going to feel like pain at first, but it's going to feel good after a while. Because, <laughs> <laughs> dear God, this movie will make you shed some tears. I saw a thing um, that said, like, uh, listening to sad songs actually, like, your brain reacts with like happy chemicals too. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine that's what movies too, right? Maybe like you, like it triggers something like, cause you just feel like relieved after that shit. Mm. You know what I mean? You're the Dr. Thunder here, man, but it is <laughs> Zeus, baby. Zeus. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I love that fucking movie, man. It's, fun, it's fantastic. It's so good. Um, it has great vocal for performances. Um, I can't believe Ron Perlman's in a Guillermo del Toro movie. Wow. Uh, to get that guy. Wow. And Kate Blanchett's a monkey. Never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> she had to play the monkey because she was busy filming Tar. And she and then after that, the only role he had left was the monkey. And yeah. she's like, for you, del Toro, anything, baby. And I love that. I love the camaraderie, man. Like, oh my God. I hope they work together more in the future. Fuck yeah. Because dear God, was she a highlight in, um, I forgot the name of the movie. Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley. <laughs> my man. Um, Pinocchio has so much to offer. It's another one that like you could show your kids. Um, and it's very tastefully done. And honestly, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's heartfelt. It's quite sad. Um, but there's nothing fake about this film. Everything feels authentic. It feels like it's done with care, with precision, and it's a work of art. All right. Number six is a father-daughter movie. It's called After Sun. <gasps> um, man, that shit was heavy, bro. It was? Like, uh, yeah, well, one of the best slow burns of the year, for sure. Um, going with this and uh, just the perspective that you get on it the different perspectives because it's definitely told from one but you get a lot of the fathers as well mm-hmm. um and we we got a great there's some great performances in there i love when a kid can come on screen and just like fucking own that shit absolutely and not get like um overshadowed by adults and stuff like that because you definitely see it on like a lot of sitcoms out there stuff yeah. like that where a kid's trying to keep up you know <laughs> like you you could tell they're feeding them that line off to the side and stuff like but nah um the little girl in this uh fucking nails it absolutely she and does. even the scenes by herself um and yeah there's just so many ways to interpret this movie 
and depth like that only adds to my experience when watching um but great cinematography in this like him walking into those waves mm-hmm. uh, like going over that hill and you just not seeing what's going on out there that sticks with me dude mm-hmm. um that one the the fucking scene where he's bleeding on one side and she's like being inquisitive and obviously like a little powerful. frustrated on one side like oh dude and you don't expect that kind of powerful stuff from like such a quiet movie and still the best i've ever seen under pressure used in the movie so there you go yeah that's fair uh, it's, first award of the night guy it's, it's beautiful <laughs> it is beautiful uh, and it's like wow yeah um but for my number six i'm gonna i was wondering if i should only talk about a little bit of this movie but i guess i'll go bones and all um uh, but it's i went bones and all for my number six because it is so much better than you're giving it credit for <laughs> um because obviously you don't get it and that's fine <laughs> I'm just kidding. no 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 um i love i love this movie i am one of the many um and it's hard to explain why other than just saying he's a good actor i love chalamet chalamet's i, I think chalamet's great he's a great actor he's, he's great yeah he because he has a movie coming out this next year that i normally wouldn't care about dune 2 no oh fuck off I love, <laughs> dune 1 was my favorite movie for that movie year it came out um but uh he is gonna be in the willy wonka prequel oh that's right and he is willy wonka ah. and that premise just sounds so unnecessary but the fact that it's chalamet i'm gonna still base it off the trailer but he's the reason i'm gonna even watch the trailer <laughs> Um, I'll see the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, it could be awesome. It could just go off the walls nuts if they Pinocchio that shit. You know, you could. Yeah, you could. I would love to. I do. You think there's a fan base out there that's like, why are you changing our story? Why are you? I'd like a dark Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. These candies are made of children. I can see that. But he does get to be uh, pretty dark in this. He does, and I I would like to think this is where he starts showing his um, Willy Wonka ness. With his eating of people, no, but uh, he, I, I love his chemistry. Um, is it Taylor Russell? Taylor, Russell. Him, him and Taylor Russell are fantastic. Um, this is my first movie seeing, first time seeing Taylor Russell on the big screen. I think she definitely holds her own. I know we talk a lot about this when we fully reviewed the movie, but I just, I completely bought into them because I don't think it was love at first sight. I think at first it was just like finding yourself like a necessity. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she's going through the world thinking she's alone first of all. Um, and then she's bumping into these people that are like her. Oh dude. I was going to say, cause I love, and my apologies to any LGBTQ listeners. Cause it's very obvious that the, the cannibalism, you can use anything to fill it in. Like it could be a symbolism for like something that you don't fit in with. Oh, and yeah. what did I go with? Left-handedness. Because <laughs> uh, later on, I saw online, like, there's a big LGBTQ following for this movie. And I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. Because they are given this perspective of being an outsider. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, a lot of, because coming up like that, um, you can feel like you're alone and secluded and not thinking there's other people like you. And then it's like, oh, there are others and more open and all that. And I went with left hands. <laughs> <laughs> they they can smell each other, Chris. They you can tell by the way they wave. <laughs> but literally, I was like, I wasn't seriously beating myself up, but I was like, well, that's the the lamest thing you could have come up with, Christopher. God <laughs> damn. Oh my god. Oh. Um, 
but that is a thing that I also think is great about it. Because uh, uh, like like we just said, the cannibalism is like a placeholder. There's If there's anything... Uh, we've all felt at some point like maybe we don't fit in somewhere. Maybe not you, Ernest. You definitely felt like a jock probably back in the day. I'm a standout, baby. I think I think you're thinking of a, a has-been. Um, <laughs> that motherfucker pe- peaked in high school. Yeah. Your knee tells me that story. Uh, <laughs> Jumping-wise, definitely. <laughs> But um, oh, I just love the love story here. Um, I I love its quiet moments, and there are a lot of them. And because there are so many quiet moments, there are moments where the movie is quite aggressive and loud. And those, like, my heart. <laughs> um, there's a specific scene where you meet Taylor Russell's mother. Whoa. I was, like, not fucking ready. Fuck. Man, and, like, you know that was deliberate. You know that was deliberate. Because, like, that all happened, like, right up against the camera. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my fucking God, dude. Um, Very, it's wild. And even before that, there's a scene where they're driving away from this other cannibal that they had a nice little talk with. And the way it's filmed, because it's literally just a guy running up to a truck. But, like, the score and the camera work there, I was like, oh. It's so suspenseful. It is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, like, he's not going to be able to outrun a truck. But I... At that moment, I was like, he's going to super jump on that fucker. Animal power. <laughs> exactly, dude. Exactly. They have more than super smell. Um, <laughs> but no, Bones and All, phenomenal movie for my money. Number six. I just did number six. Number five. Hey, it's your and turn. I, and I hey. do have them numbered. No, that's Damn. embarrassing. Oh, Ernest. Ernest, if you're listening to this. No, I'm just fine. Uh, you really did peak in high so school. So number five um, is The Fablemans. It nice. is, uh, like, I, I think if you're looking, if you're someone who appreciates cinema, then this movie's right up your alley because it is about one of the greatest, like, cinema appreciators probably ever in Steven Spielberg and based off of him, and he directs this so masterfully. Absolutely. Um, and I don't get one bit of bias from it either. Um, like in in no way is he trying to paint himself as just like hey, this. Look what I did! You oh know? yeah, like because it's uh, easy to pat yourself on the back. In yeah, this yeah, but he definitely like shows how you know he struggled through some of the things that he went through as a kid, and we get some really great performances in this. Paul Dano, it I, I get one of my favorite performances of the year. I love that man right there. And we just had the year of Paul Dano because he, he was also so the Riddler. Good. Yeah, you'll see. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that later, okay. <laughs> but, um, fucking, I, I really enjoyed this movie and it was such a surprise for me too, because I remember seeing the trailer and thinking like, oh, this, this is probably, you know, decent. Um, I, I don't know what came out before that Spielberg dropped that I was just like, oh, I got to go see the Spielberg movie. Not that he's not. I think you might have said this to me before. Like he's almost like the McDonald's of movies, um, and that's not. Trying I to said t- mainstream. <laughs> okay. Somebody else might have said I, the McDonald's. I, I put the McDonald's. Down. Okay. Um, and not to say I love McDonald's. <laughs> you Same. know what I mean? But he he is kind of a machine in the way he like churns them out, and some of them absolute fucking bangers. This motherfucker got legendary shit, obviously, but. Um, I, I just feel like this one, we did get depth. We did get mm. meaning. Uh, we got great performances with it, an awesome score. Um, and the story was just... it. 
I thought it was just going to be like, this is how I got into making movies. But that's probably just, wondering how I got here. That's just like kind of the backdrop, mm-hmm. you know, um, because really what you get here, uh, I didn't understand why, the, why it was called the Fablemans at the beginning, but it really is just about this family. Mm-hmm. And everything that you get with this family is just so deep. Mm-hmm. And um, the way that Paul Dano's character, the dad, um, reacts to the things that go on around him, like, is just so genuine and sweet. Like, he, <laughs> when we get to the end, you know, okay, spoilers a little bit, um, you know, he handles what happens with his wife just so well and mature. And, and you can uh, tell But I want to say it's hurting. real, too. Yeah, Absolutely. Man. Absolutely. Yeah, because you could tell he's fucking hurt and seeing pictures and stuff like that. But, man, uh, it's a coming of age as well. Um, and it, every kid in this movie that, you know, filled in the Spielberg spot, fucking spot on, man. Especially the one that we do get for the longest. And I'm the sorry, teenager, I, I don't yeah. have his name right now. But know. if you're listening, buddy, you did great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you did great, son. Come on down. <laughs> do it again. Uh, but. Yeah, man. Um, I thank you so much for taking me to see this, no especially problem, after you had seen it once already with your mother. Yeah. Um, okay, and man. he was like, I really want you to go see this movie with me because I, I want to watch it again. It might as well be with you since you're so good looking. And I agreed. And I'm so glad that and I then did. When that person stepped out of the way and all <laughs> I had left was Ernest, I was like, all right, guy, come on. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, man. Thank you. I, I love that. Of movie. course, man. But just to check, so that was number five. That was number five. So yes. we're on number five. You're on your number five. So we're man. in the top five. We're in the um, top five, man. Breaking into it. So let's talk about things that should definitely be in everyone's top five, such as Banshees of Inishirin. <laughs> <laughs> I am a huge fan of Martin McDonough, the director of this film. If you've seen In Bruges, oh my God, it's just, it's a matter of time. It's a matter of time before this guy's just a global phenomenon. Um, and this, ah, this has to do it. This has to do it. Cause Inbruge is definitely not, I know too many people who don't know what Inbruge is. <laughs> and to be fair, a friend gave, like a friend is like, have you seen this movie? It's like, no, what the fuck is that? And he will let me watch the DVD. I'm like, now I'm one of the elite. That's right. Suck it. <laughs> don't be the guy in the room. Exactly. Exactly. God, I haven't seen it. Oh, dude, imagine not seeing Pan's Labyrinth. Um, but Banshees of Inishirin is equally parts hilarious and sad. <laughs> um, on uh, Topped with a good bit of thoughtfulness. There's a lot you can actually take from this film. There's obviously a lot to be said about relationships, whether it be romantic or, as you can see from, like, if you even watch the trailer for this, um, like, just friend, friend relationships. Um... Some may even call them friendships. Ooh, will they be frenemies? We'll never know because this—they definitely shouldn't do a sequel. Don't this. do a sequel. <laughs> uh, the harpies of Inishirin. Uh but I, I don't know. <laughs> but this movie is incredible. I've seen it twice now. Um, Colin Farrell is being talked about all over the place in the lead actor category, and it is so deserved. This is his best performance since Bullseye and Daredevil. Um, I, hate you. I knew it. I knew you were oh registering it too God. slow. You're registering too slow. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> I 
<laughs> this motherfucker sent me a gif yesterday of Colin Farrell's fucking bullseye. Well, because we were talking about actors fighting each other. It's like, no one could beat Colin Farrell. He hits all of his targets. <laughs> he never misses he, It's the first thing I think of when I think of Colin Farrell. Why is that the first thing I wonder if that's the of? first thing I saw him in. Because that's the only reason I can think of. I don't know. I was really into Evanescence when that movie came out. (laughs) (laughs) If you're listening, Amy, I love you. That movie sucks. You know what? I haven't watched it, so I'm not going to assume you're right. I mean, I haven't watched it recently. I'm not not going to assume you're right. (laughs) Everyone's like, Charlie Cox. I'm just kidding. Charlie Cox is great. (laughs) Um, But Banshees of Inishirin, we get a wonderful performance from Colin Farrell. Um, Oh, my God. Brendan Gleeson is phenomenal. Um, Absolutely. Was it Carrie Condon? Is that what I said? Mm-hmm. She is also my favorite character, and I think she has a lot of heavy lifting to do here because the boys are set in their ways, and she's the one having to actually deal with life. <laughs> and I guess developing. Could, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And like, it's funny when you look at it because Brendan Gleeson's almost like wanting to be at the point she's at, um, and while trying to be there. He's being just as annoying as yeah, <laughs> as yeah. fucking. Uh, that movie's like a bit too far. Bit there, too far. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, but this movie's great. It's excellent. Uh, expertly crafted. The music in this is wonderful. I've been listening to that score a good bit the last week. The score and just the music that they play in the bar. Yeah, the fiddle. Yeah, a little fiddle playing. You don't even need all your fucking fingers. It's so good. <laughs> fucking wild. Um, you struggled a bit when he lost that first one. Yeah, but, but we still, all struggle when we learn new still things. A song. <laughs> he, it, I love how he gets to the point of just like yeah, just, yeah, just yeah, pumping yeah. with his. Hey man, and you know what? Head. In that scene, you still feel the power of it. You still feel <laughs> yeah. the love for that music. Yeah. But I think it does have a lot to say about like what you want to leave in this world, and like what you want. Like, how do you want to live your life? Do you want? Are you happy just having a good, simple life where you just chat with the same friends every day? There's nothing wrong with that. If you have good friends, more power to you. And then what if you want to do something more with your life, put, dedicate yourself to a work of sorts and leave something behind once you're gone? That is also incredibly um, commendable. Just don't be a dick to your friends in that process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but those are such like interesting things to like think about. And it's delivered in such a, I've been using it, interesting way. <laughs> it is interesting. Um, Absolutely. And I love the ending of this movie. I can't stress that enough. And anybody who has a reason for revenge and spares the dog, A+. plus. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Don't get John Wick, bitch. <laughs> All right, number four snuck in at the last minute for me, man. Um, and I'm unsure of how to refer to it. Triple R. R-R-R-R-R-R, yeah. If you haven't heard about this movie, um, I'd be surprised because I definitely heard about it. I was like, it was <laughs> good I think it was ago. such a surprise hit that it just got yeah. like put everywhere. Because it made its way it's on Netflix, to yeah. Netflix. Yeah. yeah, and like, goodness, man. I was, I was expecting something good because I had heard good things about it. Mm. But holy fucking shit, I was not expecting all of that. This is like the best like live action anime adaption that's not an anime adaption. Like it is so fucking over the top but in the best way. Um 
almost kind of like what I said about Top Gun. Like it knows itself and it knows that it's supposed to be over the top. Mm. This is more over the top, but it still manages to be conscious enough to not push it too far. Because mm. um, these motherfuckers down near got superpowers. Yeah. Um, but it is just a fantastically told story. It kept me, the story as well as the action, kept me engaged the entire time. It's I'm going to let you know right now, like, it's some of the best, It it's beautiful. It's some of the best cinematography I've seen in a movie. Okay. Um, it is, the score is nuts. It's amazing. Like, the way that they use some of the same songs in different ways at different paces at different times throughout the movie is amazing. Mm. And the, um, the fight scenes are just top notch, man. That's awesome. We also get just two who I imagine I'm not familiar with them but I imagine they have to be the biggest action stars like in the country out there like fucking bro they're they're stars in my eyes for <laughs> sure they're <laughs> fucking amazing um his I eyes lo- turned to literal stars as I loved this movie so much I, I need everybody to watch it it is like three hours fucking long <laughs> but but it never lets you down it is awesome the whole way through. So, yeah, if you haven't got the chance yet, check it out. Nice. Sure. Um, we'll, we'll cut that out. But uh, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, I definitely need to check it out. Um, it's just, just been a lot of stuff. But uh, let's see. That was your number three, right? Mm-mm. Four. Right. Okay. Ah, that makes sense. Literally, I have the marker on it. Bear with us, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so my number four. We're going to learn to count someday. I have the Fablemans here. Um, nice. This is... I'm going to go ahead and say it since uh, this is the only movie I've seen three times this year. Um, this I, I consider this movie perfect. I didn't know it was perfect the first time I saw it. And like there was something in me that's like, I need to watch this again with somebody else. And then I watched it. And then I was like, I need to watch this again. Somebody else. <laughs> and this is... So it, this is no surprise because Steven Spielberg is excellent. I don't think anybody can say. Obviously, if you have as many movies out as he does, they're not all going to be bangers. Yeah. No one. No one's championing War Horse that that severely. But I know you're a big fan of Ready Player One. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yes. No. Oh. He did. He did a good job of adapting it. Okay. I'll say that. <laughs> I have no idea if he wrote it. It's definitely one of those things because I'm listening to the book again right yeah, now. Yeah. 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 Uh, but That's why I thought about it. It's definitely one of those things where it's very different than the book. They changed a lot of the source material, mm. but the things that he changed there's were there's no great. tracer in the book. They were great for the screen. Yeah. yeah they're not going to show you all of Ferris Bueller's day off. Yeah. Like within the movie, because they also had to modernize it. Yeah. Because that was modern, probably for. Well, the time who is it ernest klein well it's yeah it's um no and it's a more recent book but it's um, no that's what i meant, I meant for the writer right because it's, Cause it's instead his of nostalgia. basing it off of like 80s stuff they base it off of more recent yeah, stuff yeah yeah that's what i mean. which is that's totally cool and yeah. i i've read the book i've gone through the book love the book um i wasn't as high on the movie but especially after watching some of the stuff for behind the scenes about how he directed that film he had like a vr headset and like was put himself in frames of the movie, and that's how he was like, let's put this here, let's put this there. That's wild. But I, definitely, I bet James Cameron would have had a boner for that. I definitely feel like he got the chance to just do something completely original Absolutely. here and yeah. knocked it out of the fucking. Because like, that's part of his filmography that I'm just like, oh, he did do that. 
I, it doesn't seem like something he would have jumped at to me. Oh, no. I was talking about Fablemans. My bad. Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah that he got the chance to do something. <laughs> no, we're reviewing Ready Player One. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but absolutely. Absolutely. Fablemans is excellent. Um, I can't think of another one, so I'm going to just go ahead and say it. This is my favorite Seth Rogen movie of the year. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree to yeah, that. Yeah, man. It, <laughs> he, he did, it's not super bad. He did such an awesome job in that role, though. He did. Um, and it is limited, which is why I think he manages to to sell it. Because, uh, <laughs> dear God, he no offense to him, but he can't change his laugh. Not at all. That yeah. is that is the Rogan laugh. Yeah, it, you know I, I, love, I, it. I love it. I, I love it too. But there though. is I don't want to hear it all day. I don't want to hear it for like two and a half. Hours. If I went to a Seth Rogan movie and he didn't laugh like that at least one time, I'd be like, oh, well, oh I would be sad too. I would be sad too. This doesn't feel like a genuine performance. Fableman <laughs> <laughs> sucked. Um, but to echo what you were saying, Paul Dano is incredible. Um, he's not one of the performances I hear being talked about a lot here, and I understand. It is a much like quieter performance. It's very subtle. He is supposed to be this calm, cons- composed man, and the majority of like any pain or emotion he exudes is in his face. Yeah, like, he's never. He has one shouting moment. You can see him like pushing it down, though. Mm-hmm. and to convey that dude, dude knows how to control to convey his eyes. That you're hurting mm-hmm. while still like putting up that front and stuff without like overdoing it can mm. be that's such a high wire act man absolutely and he nails, he nails it. it dude's a master yeah um and i i do hope he gets some recognition from this recognition for this i do know i think we all know uh, on the awards talk side of things who's being talked about the most prominently in the lead actor role right now right mr brendan, brendan fraser, fraser. <laughs> whatever i'm just kidding no he's great he's <laughs> excellent <whatever> um <laughs> But Paul Dano absolutely deserves to be in this conversation. And he absolutely kills it from the beginning of this movie. He has some funny moments where he's trying to be like, he's doing things he thinks is interesting and nobody else does. (laughs) It's great. He's just a huge nerd. He is. And he sells that really well. And like, there's a moment where he has like a little singing moment with his wife and like they have little kisses and stuff. And he always tries to like push her to like get back in the piano and stuff. Exactly. And you buy into it with both body language and like the way he just talks to her. And it's excellent. And the hurt when it's not reciprocated. Oh, dude, that I when he saw the picture and you just see him looking out the window. Yeah, man. that scene sticks with me. That scene sticks with me. But Fableman's is excellent. Um, Steven Spielberg, wow, he knows how to direct. Whoa, um, it is so much. I I understand how watching a trailer may not sell you on this because on the surface it doesn't seem like it's going to be a ton. It doesn't. It doesn't. Because <laughs> it's, it's a pretty standard story for the most part. But when you watch it, it's like, oh, okay. It's not like a mind-breaking experience, but there is a love for cinema in this. And it is implemented so well that you just feel the passion. Yeah. Like he's throwing passion water balloons at you while you're watching this. And it's just smacking you right in the face. Like, when, oh. when he pokes the holes in the film, I was like. Oh, it's great. Wow. And his friends are just like, how would you do that? Yeah, I'm like, oh, I dude. fucking love you, bro. Yeah, dude, I fucking love awesome. you. Just the little things like that throughout. And I learned that like, he act, that's, that is an f- absolute thing he did. That's, that's so great. And he was like, my friends were amazed by it. And I was like, yeah, dude, I I'm bet they amazed fucking were. It <laughs> it's I'm 2022. It's not 2023. It. And it's amazing. Um, but Ernest, after you. All right. My number three is something that should be in everyone's number three. It's called Pinocchio. Uh, or top three is what I mean. He's talking about Disney. 
Um, we're just doing real bad with numbers today. <laughs> anyway. Um, we're almost like, done yeah. with the numbers part. Nah, man. Fine. Pinocchio is... I forgot that the Disney thing even existed. It just got overshadowed so much by this for me. Um, plus, Disney remakes, live action. They've been... Yeah. I need to fuck off. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but this one, um, like you say, it's it tells a kind of a, a story that we all know, or it takes a character that we all know and gives him such a unique story um, while still being familiar to some of the source material. Um, I love the music in this. I love even more, though, the thing that I think really pushes it over the top for me is I know the time and care that went into this. Oh, absolutely. And everybody that you see that worked on this film, when they get to speak about it, they speak about it with such passion. Not one person do you see here that's like, I had to go to fucking work every day. Yeah. Oh, I know Cole No Show. I didn't want to build a puppet. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, you could tell, like, every single person that had anything to do with this movie was passionate about it. Absolutely. And, um, that's from performances to the uh they showed in the um behind the scenes how the animators would first act out what the puppet was going to do so mm. in some way like even their actors and stuff like mm. there's just so much heart that went into this and especially from my fucking favorite director Guillermo del Toro if you didn't know um, but we're kind of biased towards that motherfucker here. And we just had watched all of his filmography. Yeah, up. For good reason, man. Um, yeah, but like seeing him from Kronos to Pinocchio. Pinocchio and just like there's I, I've said it before. You can watch all of his movies and regardless of how different one is than the other, like you still see those things that are him. Um, there is very much that flourish in in this one as well but it goes past that so far it it is probably i want to say it is it's the best stop motion picture i've ever seen um and it's only because crazy fucking movies came out this year that i have it at number three otherwise give it put it in a different year i definitely see it like overtaking some of what yeah. i may have had as my movie of the year but it just happened to land in 2022 like the year of the movie uh so <laughs> so it's number three for right now okay i believe we're gonna have the same number two but before we get to number two <laughs> it's time to go to number three and because I'm not a disrespectful asshole putting something like this at a lower number. I think After Sun's one of the best movies of the year. <laughs> I have no doubt the Oscars will over overlook this film. No doubt. Um, if they don't, I'll be surprised, but I'll be fucking happy. It's a situation where I want to be wrong, man. Yeah. I want to be wrong. Yeah. This is, for my money, one of the best indie films of the whole year. And the, the story you get and it's not just from the actors, it's from like literally the cinematography and the director themselves, mm -hmm. the way it's shot, the way the story's told, the way like it just reflects on memory. It's so creative. It's incredibly creative. And it's a directorial debut. Yeah. Charlotte Wells, make more. Give this girl more. a budget and watch what she does. Absolutely, <laughs> dude. I, like, I keep it simple because this shit works. Yeah. yeah. People, we don't need these bombastic things. Um, 
there's a place for these quieter movies that just reflect on like the human condition, the the power of just memory and love and the way you're able to that changes your perception of how you remember something the way it shows you like the false perception of her father from the beginning leading to the end and like as you're it's like you're aging up with her and things get a little more real as you go on and then that rave bro yeah man fuck oh it's intense it's such an intense i felt like i was under pressure and another stupid and another thing that just sticks it sticks out like you finish the movie and that strobe light just like stays in your head absolutely it's amazing it's incredible and like you you put it really well and this is not in a negative way at all this is a very like it is small it is slow it is quiet but you're gonna be feeling every hit of the way um, and I, I've been thinking about this one since I watched it. I'm still thinking about it, obviously, cause I'm talking about it. Um, if you haven't watched it, I strongly recommend it. And if you have a child, I imagine this is going to hit you really hard. <laughs> <laughs> it, it got me. If you have a parent yeah. that you, oh man, I'm so sorry. If you have a parent that's no longer in your life, this is probably gonna hit you really hard. I, it got me there too. I, yeah. Look at that. Hey, bingo card. But Ernest. <laughs> That's a bingo. I'm wondering if you're going to prove me wrong. What is your number two? My number two. What's your number two? My number two is Turning Red. Nah, nah, I'm just kidding. It's Tar. There we go. I was like, oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Turning Red is great. I'm not going to hate on that. I love Turning Red. Um, But Tar is just a little bit better as far as movies go. For sure. (laughs) Um, definitely two different target audiences. <laughs> we got we got such depth here, like depth maybe that is not often seen in cinema, and that's because we have so many people out here trying to be deep, but they just add on these layers. <laughs> I love that word. Um, they add on these layers so seamlessly that you can barely tell the layers are there until you look for them, and once you do look for them it's so deep it's it so is. dense with like how long is this movie two hours two and a half two and a half hours at, like it feels like more not in the length but it's like, like you'd be giving more content if you look at it from a different per- yes exactly thank you thank you um yeah man and we obviously out have she completely transformed Kate Blanchett completely transformed into Lydia Tarr. Like it, she's so recognizable at this point, mm-hmm. them cheekbones, a girl with the cheekbones. But uh like it you completely get lost in it. You're not Absolutely. thinking like Kate Blanchett is Ugh. just doing this right thinking now. Lydia You're Tarr. thinking Lydia Tarr is a bitch, <laughs> you know? And because there are so many emotions that come with this and so many ways to interpret things. And I mean, we talked about it for what, an hour and a half the yeah, other day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I could do it again. Absolutely. And, and without repeating anything <laughs> that we've said in the first one. Um, but yeah, man, uh, definitely one of the best performances in the year, surrounded by some of the best performances of the year. Um, and that score, I mean, 
it would be a shame to do a movie like this and have a bad score and have a bad score. Oh, because she's not conducting it. Yeah. She's in the movie. <laughs> she was busy. Uh, yeah, but now you got old Drippy there from Aquatine. <laughs> You're gonna get a good movie. But yeah, I mean, um, I'm so happy that we did get something from him because holy shit. Yeah, like I've added. He only has a few other movies, um, but I've added them to my watch list because like. I haven't seen any of them, and I'm like, bro, I need to see what you make. I mean, you gave us this. Yeah. 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 And um, who knows, because it was so long, what, like a decade? It was 16 years. Uh, a decade and some change. <laughs> it's over a decade. Decade point six. Yeah, it's almost two decades. That's a that's a minute. Um, but you can tell but, that this the craft was going through that period of time. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> this shit. Oh, man. What was the Nicolas Cage thing? I'm back, though I didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We do love Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Shout oh, out. It's so good. Um, I was trying to find a place for it. Oh, dude, I was too. And I was just like, Chris, stop. You're forcing uh, yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. I was I was just pandering to myself. <laughs> but we love Nick Cage. Yeah, fuck Can't yeah. wait to see him as a vampire. And Pedro. Um, but, uh, but with that, I also have Tar as my number two. I figured. And I'm going to be fully honest here. Because I've been thinking about this through the last couple of days. Because we set up the way we're doing this um, weeks ago. Weeks ago. We said we were pretty sure that we had the same top movie. Yeah. So well, we, we did. Go we literally did have the same top and movie And just at do that a point. review on it. Um, yeah. And I literally, because I've watched, so I'll go ahead and say I have watched Tar a third time mm-hmm. since the last two times I watched it. Um, I It is probably my favorite movie of the year. That's fair. But at the same time, I will go ahead and say what we do review is our number one. I could say is interchangeable because what I, we get from, because this is just so expertly crafted. Yeah. And like what you get from it's just so much more. Cause again, if you just watch the trailer for it, granted, there is some pretty interesting things in there, especially the trailer you fucking pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but the Stuff trailer, like not seeing, even in the movie. <laughs> yeah. But like, it doesn't seem like there's a ton to it at first. Cause it does seem like it's just about a woman who's in the orchestra. Some things are going poorly for her. Um, but oh man, is it so much more than that? And so oh much. my God, I can only imagine how relieved Kate Blanchett was to get to play a monkey as a vacation after that. <laughs> oh, it had to be such a relief. <laughs> like literally, because dude, she's acting her ass off in this. No wonder she was in that studio just all happy. Like, yeah. Do you want me to just scream right here? And I, I wonder if they're like, you can sit while you're recording this line. Oh, okay, sure. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Um, but I love Kate Blanchett. Uh, and this movie just gives you so much and I promise you there's still more to even just look at. I, I plan to watch this movie again in the future. So when you watched it again, did you look at the hands? Yes. Was, is it a thing? St- still only a little bit because I did lose because myself after a minute. Distracted by it <laughs> but I was, elements. I feel like I caught myself. Do, I feel like I was seeing it. Yeah. But you did find more. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. But, um, did you watch it? My main thing to look for was more of the girl in the background. Oh, yeah. Did you see it? Yes. Obviously, I found the one you clearly pointed out to me when we were the last recording. Right, right. Um, but, dude, she's everywhere. Yeah. She's everywhere. It's 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 almost like a ghost story. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's just insane. Is she really there? Is she not there? I don't know. Like, I think she's there a couple of times after after she passes away. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Hey. If you uh, watch the movie in reverse order, it's a completely different story. <laughs> it's like that Seinfeld episode. Oh, my God. What? There's an episode where they start at the end. And I don't remember that. Wow. The beginning. 
Respect. Or they play it all the way to the beginning, and uh, it's hilarious. That's it's great. great. I that's love genius. Seinfeld. All right. Which discredits my entire top ten for some people, <laughs> but fuck you. I love that. It's show. not cool to like Seinfeld now. That doesn't mean it was. It was. I mean, it was revolutionary when it came out. We'll get into TV <laughs> later. Um, but that is our ten to two. If you haven't watched Tarf, go fucking watch Tarf. Go it's watch cinema. Tarf. It's fucking cinema. It's cinema at its finest. At its finest. This you yeah. can tell, like just like it, you were saying with Pinocchio, that took um over ten years to make. Right. This took over ten years to make. You see the quality in the time they put into their works. To, and you love to see it. To perfect something. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no loose well, not loose ends. There's no what's the word I'm looking for? Everything you like can tell everything is done with the purpose. There's no Yeah, there's no loopholes. Yeah. If you think you found a loophole, I guarantee you it's probably connecting to something that just ties to something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um but Tar is excellent. Pinocchio is excellent. Every movie we listed here is excellent. Go watch them. Movies that we, we actually didn't have a good list. bit of Netflix movies listed in our list. Movies that we didn't list are excellent. There That's was good. there was so many more good movies this year, man. So if I was so give me five Give me five uh, honorable mentions. Like quick ones. Um, uh, vengeance for sure. Fair enough. I was not able to find anywhere to put it. Here, That's fair. No, I completely what understand. A good fucking movie, That's great. man. That's and great. just like, uh, like, I not too often nowadays do I get to be proud of being a Texan. That's true. That's fair. That is fair. <laughs> it's it's often regarded with not the best. Not stuff. really. Um, it's the Texans' and we, fault. Even before that, we were kind of known as douchebags. But still, like. This movie makes me proud to be Texan. It's so Texan, Texas and I strong. fucking love it. Um, what else do I got? Oh, Hustle. Um, Hustle with Adam Sandler. Oh, I forgot you watched that. Yeah, it's it's a great fucking movie, man. <clears throat> Definitely, again, one of my favorites of the year, especially being a basketball guy. Um, I mean, and... You know, I played in high school and then like here and there afterwards, nothing fucking special. But like I have that passion in my heart and that movie does so well to show the kind of passion that it takes to really make it. And it's so much and it's so well done here. And Adam Sandler gives a great fucking performance. That's awesome. Um, shit. What else do I have, man? Um, right, give me one more. <laughs> It's okay. Um, I will go ahead and say some of my honorable mentions. I do think you brought right it up as a joke, but turning red is something that should be mentioned. Um, oh yeah. I, it came out so early and this has actually been a really strong year for stop motion animation. It's pretty easy to overlook turning red, but I do think it tells a very important and, um, heartfelt story that you can all enjoy. Um, I want to give a shout out to men. Yeah, it is. I still don't know where that sits with me. <laughs> I don't I don't dislike it at all. But I, the thing is, I don't know if I love it, but I'm definitely intrigued by it. Barbarian. Um, nope. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nope is another great one. Um, oh, but fair. Barbarian, man, is was like one of my favorite movies for so long. Yeah. All I could think about for so long. Probably, was th- probably one of the best theater experiences. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure, dude. For sure. And cause it just went places you were not expecting. That's fair. But, um, and then Pearl and X for sure. Uh, I kind of like put them together. Uh, I mean, it's fair. And but, then we're going to get Maxine next year, baby. Yeah, man. We'll there, see where that all so goes. Much. Um, but also just big shout out to pray for being the start. 
the start of everything. Yeah. Yes. And also, I mean, it's a and good movie in, a very in its own right. Movie. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But, but something that I'll always hold a little bit more dear because it's special yeah. because it was our first movie review. Absolutely. Yeah. And, it, and look at where we are now, dude. Yeah. Look at Damn. us. That was our that episode was our prey. Pan's Labyrinth and Parent Trap episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to say, man, you know, Pan's Labyrinth is just better than Parent Trap. I, I, I thought I'd fight find me. a way to just fight you on fight it. Fight me. But here we are, 2023. I still can't. <laughs> um, it was brought up a little bit ago, but Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Absolutely standout comedy from this last year. Um, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies is a really good slasher. <laughs> Very good slasher. It's so fun. It is so fun. Yeah. It is um, really hard to start a podcast. <laughs> it takes a lot. <laughs> um, um, I want to give a shout out to The Menu. Uh, that movie oh. had a lot going for it. So good. So good. Yeah, man. Um, and then lastly, I do want to give a big shout out to The Northman. It was oh, yeah. probably one of the more epic movies of the year. And it kind of felt like it is going into underrated territory. And I think it's very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of it felt a bit forced to me. When they were fighting? Um, just kidding. It's like the way it all went down, the narrative of it. Oh, that's right. Down. Because he did say afterwards, you hate Willem Dafoe. All right. So we will be taking a quick break. And at the other end of this, what is our number one movie of the year? Well, Ernest. <laughs> all right. And we are back. Going to be going over our number one movie of 2022. As I said a minute ago, it's not necessarily my number one anymore, but it was for the majority of the year. And it tells my favorite story of the year but Ernest, what is the name of the movie we're talking about it's everything everywhere all at once what yeah. wow yeah it's a big movie if you couldn't see that coming if you know me this is i know you told everyone about this movie this, I, 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 <laughs> I tried to tell like every single person that would give me the time to like go and see this movie when it came out i mean that's it's it's still a24's top grossing film it's is my favorite movie like period man making knee-jerk decisions anyway um <laughs> but so real quick uh, the only thing i have really i want to note here is because me and ernest have a thing we've been saying the 2023 is gonna be the year of jonathan majors fuck yeah it is because he has creed 3 coming out and little movie something about ant-man um <laughs> but what you d may not know is last year was the year of jenny slate oh yeah jenny slate she is a pomeranian wielding woman yeah in in uh, everything everywhere all at once and she's the voice of marcel the shell with shoes on oh that's great so big year for her. I mainly know her as being a really horrible character from Parks and Recreation. Um, like great horrible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But you're yeah. supposed to hate it. She's the amazing. worst. It's, it's, it's so bad. It's a, uh, I love her. I do too. Yeah, I do too. Um, but I mean, that's, that's huge. You wouldn't think that character from Parks and Rec would be like in these great things. And then. Man, the way she wields a Pomeranian's nuts. I mean, I've never seen it done like that. I haven't either. Yeah. I haven't either. Um, but everything overall at once, there's no way you haven't at least heard of this movie by now. Um, it is a movie that quite literally has a lot going on in it. There is a lot of messages. There is a story, you could say, that is just like a point A to point B. Good luck to staying to just on that point A to point B. It's um. <laughs> Really, when you boil it down, this is a story about doing taxes. Could be. Or 
mother daughter shit no it's just about okay sure doing taxes uh well fair enough because you can't have jamie and lee without how the taxes. hectic that can be to do for sure. taxes you know for sure especially if you don't know what you want to do with your life <laughs> oh my god we accidentally touched on something else that the movie might be about um but as i was saying there there's a lot of things that is conveyed in this movie and i have a question for Ernest. Ernest, of the many lessons little things that this movie shows and tells you What's your favorite? And I mean, mm. pick one. So I have to go with the the message that I get uh, because there's so much to attach yourself here. To. Absolutely. And there is no wrong answer. I, um, I don't want it to sound like that's a thing. I'm just I, curious what Ernest says. He did not know this question was coming. I think that like all of us are significant, you know, like we may have been just like one past choice away from being a movie star mm. or something but all of us have something to offer you know um there's like significant things about like each and every one of us that somebody that may be without that skill or without that talent or without that ability to feel this specific feeling wishes that they could just pull out of thin air mm -hmm. you know and I feel like we we all have at least something in us that is to the table. We all have something of value, mm -hmm. um, and that you have to be able to like see that within yourself. And once you do, and kind of just give in to yourself more than anything else, and just accept you as who you are, um, and can be happy with that. Like that's like where you're truly going to find peace and there's still going to be things that are going on. You're still going to have to put up with the bullshit, but at least you're comfortable and love yourself. That's, that's great. That's not in this movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is almost exactly the one I would go with my, uh, so the way I had mine, and he did really well. I want to reiterate, he didn't know that question was coming. <laughs> I thought to ask him that question this morning. And I didn't do it as like a trap, like he's not going to have anything. But you did great. You soared. Thank you, you soared, kid. Thank you, sir. Um, but the reason I think this movie's shit, I'm just kidding. No, but, um, <laughs> so like, I love, because the movie, this movie's incredibly loud. It's incredibly loud. And hey, I don't mean just from an audio perspective. It's very, like, in your face. I, I, absolutely. Yeah. And not in the way that, like, the whale is with all of its subtlety. Um, <laughs> air quotes, we're there. Um, this movie is the most insane balancing act of all these important messages. But as, as you were saying with yours, mine is very, mine don't, I'm just going to say it. So as I was saying, the movie's very loud. Um, and I do think it does a good job of showing that life itself can be very loud and it's very easy to just feel like there's so many more important things that are going on around you or the fact that there's just going to be another new discovery every once in a while that you're not doing it. You're not the one making these big achievements. Somebody's discovering a planet. Somebody's building the next like flying car. Someone's going out winning an Oscar. Um, that doesn't make your life worthless. There, as you just said, there's value in what you bring to the table. And though you haven't had your big moment yet, and what that big moment's going to look like for you is going to be different than it is for the other person. Um, and the movie does an excellent, 
excellent job of driving that point home. Yeah, man. It's beautiful. Is is there a character here that you identify with the most? Oh, it's it's the daughter. The daughter? Yeah. Yeah, you feel her? I love a lot. bagels. Oh, in what way? I love bagels. Dude, I love bagels. <laughs> I, and I love everything bagels um, specifically. <laughs> so if we're going to get real with this, you've asked me this off the podcast before about Chris, do you do you experience existentialism? Do you think about existentialism at all? Yeah, yeah, almost daily. Um, and that's a big part of her character. And like they do such a good job of explaining in the terms of the movie why she's feeling it because she's able to feel every version of herself, see everything in every universe, and experience all of it at once. Mm-hmm. And how obviously just thinking about what that would actually entail is overwhelming. And then imagine getting used to that. What else is there to live for? Um, I, that res- Obviously, I don't have any attachment to my other dimensional selves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I do find myself trapped in my head a good bit just thinking about, like, what ifs? Mm-hmm. Um, stuff like that. And um, something as simple, because I do full disclosure sometimes do deal with depression it can be something as simple as just looking at the night sky and seeing how small you are compared to that and just feeling really small and insignificant um but in that i resonated with her yeah man and i and we uh, both pull off like the same wardrobes it's wonderful how she gets brought back kind of but yeah i i definitely got like because the bagel itself like, I mean, it, it's comical, it feels, but also so poignant. It feels so, yeah, it feels so random at first, like a, a this whole movie, movie feels random. Yeah, it, 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 and it is a very random movie. Absolutely. But it's definitely a metaphor for a lot of things. Like there's definitely like some uh, like suicidal thoughts kind of tied to this. Like, wouldn't it be better just to die? They literally tried to choose non-existence. Right. And she... And I felt that so heavy when she's like, I'm just glad I can, because there, again, we didn't say it. Spoiler alert for everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> um, there's a point where she gets her mother, Michelle Yell, to, to accept going into the bagel. <laughs> I promise you that when we describe this, go watch it. Just go watch it. Um, to accept non-existence with her. She's just happy that someone else is going to be there by her side and she's not going to be alone. Yeah. And yeah. I, I like, oh, it's heavy. Yeah, man. Definitely. And also a mama's boy and their thing just God killed me. Um taxes are scary. So for me, it it's probably it's Wayman. Okay. And not even probably. It's it's big. Hey man, I've seen you with the fanny pack, bro. It's I get it. Big time Wayman. I'm I'm gonna rock the fuck out of a fanny pack this weekend at a wedding. I'm a flower guy. Do you- is that where the flowers are being kept in, the, in your fanny pack? Yeah, and it says flower dude on it. No, it does not. Yeah, it does. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I feel better about you missing my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> your birthday is going to be a great time. But, uh, Wayman, man, um, I I get him very much. Um, I just, he does a lot of things that I find myself trying to do. Um, just to... I feel like if I can bring up the people around me, then it's only going to raise me up too. Like whether it be mood or just a little motivation or just like 
when you help somebody out and you get that little good feeling. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and he strives for a lot of that. And it's not always appreciated, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and the thing is, like, you don't do it for appreciation, but at the same time, to not have it reciprocated over and over again from somebody that you care about can be a tough time. Absolutely. It can, um, it can wear you down for sure. And man, his, the, the whole, I mean, cause it's ridiculous, right? Like he like flips into the other women and he's like cool and all yeah, that yeah. shit. And then, you know, she gets the regular women back and she just like drops his head in his lap and yeah. in, in her lap and stuff like, Oh, like it's you. <laughs> Why couldn't you be the other one? And yeah. stuff. Like again, just like not appreciating those like, good qualities in somebody mm. and that's just yet another storyline here is being able to hold on to the things that you did love about somebody mm-hmm. and stuff like that because they've been married for so long and been going through this like what must feel like a rut mm-hmm. to michelle yo's character yeah and, absolutely and especially with her like indecision of like it is touched on very early on that she Obviously, she's an older woman, but she still is, like, experimenting with different things she wants to do with her life. Yeah. She's like, I'm a singer. I'm a writer. I'm a novelist. I'm, I'm like, she, she, like, I give massages. Like you bought, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, you see, like, they, and they do incorporate that really good with the, the the tax scenes where it's like, what made you, what justified buying a karaoke machine? <laughs> and then uh, props to, to Wayman right there, who's literally, like, she's still trying to figure herself out. And he's right there along for the ride, man. I, I just love how at every instance he's just doing his best to make peace. Mm. you know and i mean because i figured a long time ago like that's like you have to find something to strive for in life you know some people like it's like career driven and some people it's like you know uh like i want to be the best ever at this fucking video game or something yeah. you know whatever it may be um since right. whole existence is I more just, class than us. I'm just chasing peace out here, baby. That's all I fucking want to do is just achieve peace as much as possible. And even though it may just be in like some small instances here and there, like at the end I get to call I get to count all my peace chips and if I have a bunch <laughs> I of them. These. Yeah, and if I have a bunch of them, then boy, that was a good life. That's you fair. know what I mean? Okay. Um so yeah it it feels like that's what he's after and Mm -hmm. oh man to see him go through it this is very i will say to put him lesser than you there his is focused on just his wife yeah and well his family yeah because it seems like he has a good relationship with his daughter yeah absolutely yeah for sure oh that wasn't a very funny joke honey (laughs) (laughs) that's great that's great and the googly eyes man um and then what the googly eyes like come to mean like those 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 are the little peace chips you know like it's very much like a very physical way to show like him trying to spread happiness Mm -hmm. by putting those little googly eyes everywhere like oh i thought the clothes would be happier upstairs (laughs) and then you go and they show the bag and it has the big googly on it and you see it's happier And like, and it ends oh. up playing a big part at the end. And and she's just like, oh, what the fuck ever. But bro, like those little things, like that's, I I love that shit. I love doing those types of things. And just 
He's so relatable for me. It's fair. I love it so much. It's great. Not that every once in a while I don't have some existentialism. Mm -hmm. Or not that every once in a while I don't fret about doing taxes and, like, money and things like this. Mm -hmm. Like, um, Evelyn. But it's just, that's just the one that I relate most with. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I feel like this happens a lot. I understand it's not a black and white thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah. I, I can just, I think there's no way you don't watch this movie and don't find something relatable about Evelyn herself. Oh, yeah. Like, just from the sheer point of her being an older woman, still trying to find what she wants to do with her life. Yeah, man. Like, it's like, and like, and like I know, I know it's a thing in Asian culture, like the pressure of living up to your parents expectations and that's huge here with her like, father. like it's touched a lot on in turning red mm-hmm. as well um and i i love that we're getting so much like um asian so many so many looks into the asian heritage yeah yeah, yeah. it was like late. especially um still recommend watching it it's on the list for you crazy rich asians oh yes yes i need i started it and i fell asleep i think something like that but it had nothing to do with the movie i was very tired <laughs> it's okay <laughs> it is a fun um, time but like literally there's going to be just moments you're lost in the culture of it all um but it, yeah man with these stories though mm. like it's it's so crazy too because even the smallest roles in this movie get a little bit of a story of their own mm. There's like Rakakuni. Uh, yeah, Rakakuni. <laughs> There's that whole thing. And the way you know that what? It goes Get down. on my head. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, it's amazing. Um, there's the old man that you know his wife passed away and, and he smells the her cologne, perfume. The perfume, that's right. And like, and you get like an opening and like closing with him. Mm. There's like the the dude that likes S and M. That's one of the directors, like and that's wonderful. It's one of the, oh, it, it is. is it is one of the Daniels. Wow, that's amazing. Because I don't have the name in front of me. It is the white one. Yes, yes, it is. Because <laughs> I know Daniel Kwan. You're right, right, right. Sorry. It's the other one. <laughs> it's the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, both of them make a cameo in the movie. Um, this is just much more that Daniel Kwan just like shows his face for a moment. <laughs> um dude, it's it's so well. The the narrative here it can feel all over the place. I think it's supposed to. But I think it's absolutely and, supposed to feel all over the, the place. And I mean it's in the title. Everything like, with, without, wants. you know, risking being cheesy like the the t- the title very much embodies the feeling that you get from this movie. Mm. It, it it's like Especially the first time that I saw it, it was like the best kind of overwhelming. You, me, and Gina, it was like we got off a roller coaster. Dude, we like we <laughs> we walked out of the theater and we like all had like our hands on our knees, like yeah. we just like fucking ran a marathon. Like, we smoked a carton of cigarettes. Shit. It was wild. It, dude, I was like fucking like, oh, I can't fucking believe. But what about this? And oh man, and it, I was just having brain baby after brain baby. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, that sounds gross. <laughs> um, but half like, brain, half baby. Yeah, man, like. I don't know if I've ever left a movie and thought that much about life, which is saying a lot because like, there's a lot of movies directly put there to like, make you think about life. Yes. Like we just talked about Pinocchio soul, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, fucking, but this one is just so, and and on so many levels Mm -hmm. as well, like to think about the different things and how we deal with them. Mm. Um, it's, it's not, it's not really there, like, in the sense that it is the way with Tar, um, mm-hmm. where there's, like, 
layers to it, but there's there's still layers it's just presented in a different way yeah so we've talked about this before where like different directors have different strengths i don't think steven spielberg could make everything everywhere all at once Mm -hmm. um he could make his own version of it and i'm sure it'd be fine but like the daniels know their style Uh, i know you haven't said yeah i know you haven't seen it yet but you can see especially having watched um swiss army man Uh where daniel ratcliffe plays a farting corpse (laughs) with paul dano as the main character Shout out. Um, yeah, yeah. You, you cry in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's insane that they're able to deliver these wacky narratives that are just have these insane premises. I might have to watch that heart, tonight. You absolutely should watch it. Tonight. Okay. I'm, that's, I'm hey, man. Make it happen. Do it. Because, um, uh, first of all, obviously, you love Danny Rackham. That's, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, it is definitely worth your time. And you can see how they went from that to this. <laughs> it, that makes me so excited for it. Because the way that this is presented man like from the cinematography to if we were giving a best sound award this would get it for me absolutely like without a fucking doubt there's like there's so many it never lets up there's always there's always sound to the point where silence can be used as a tool mm-hmm. and it's used so Specifically well throughout in rock this scenes. movie yes Yes, dude, like it's it's almost haunting mm-hmm. sitting there watching these fucking rocks just sitting next to each other. And then when the rock gets googly eyes. Oh my god, <laughs> bro. And it's like and that's it's so ridiculous, but I'd love to hear the perspective of somebody who hasn't means, watched it just hearing us talk. It means so much. <laughs> it does. No, it's absolutely happy. <laughs> it's so much. Um I was gonna say, especially uh, since you played just a little clip of it earlier, um, just because uh, I'm assuming you don't one of your created awards for later isn't one of them isn't for sound. No, it's not. So mine, I don't have one for editing. But if I did, this would probably be the winner. Because fuck, dude. And there's um, there's a lot to be done to make this splice this splice this movie together to make it work and impact you the way it does. And it and it's all done so well. Mm-hmm. Um, if Absolutely. something is done like abruptly mm-hmm. in this movie, it's done purposefully. Mm-hmm. Um. But the, like you said, the seamlessness mm-hmm. of it. Um, there's, there's a lot of quick cuts. There's a part where she and has like oof. a sword in her hand or, or something like that. And it just, it changes to like a hundred different things like in her hand, like in an instant. And, and like um, and it all, the daughter's nails. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, dude. And just even like when she's holding the bullet and it, yeah. and it turns, turns into a googly, googly eye. eye. It's just so... Boom, right there. Um, oh, man, I love when she puts the googly eye on her forehead. Just right there in the middle. Dude, because, yep. like, like I said, those are, like, him physically, like, spreading kindness. Mm-hmm. Like, spreading happiness. Because he is eventually what tips the scale for her. And it's it's so meaningful to me when she puts the googly eye as her third eye. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm choosing to see the world with kindness right yeah, now absolutely and, and then she uses that kindness as a weapon yes and so my favorite part of that is and it feeds into the daughter's narcissism where she's like even this will run its course because there's a point where that doesn't that stops working she's helping all of those people and it yeah. starts turning around like uh when they're running after rakakuni yeah, like, yeah, yeah motherfucker get tired yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um but then she does have to look into her look essentially into herself for this kind of 
we'll just say power to push forward, which I think is also a really important message because of course you should be able to rely on your friends, your family, your loved ones, but ultimately it's not going to mean nearly as much if you don't also know how to rely on yourself. Do you find yourself ever just being a rock? Yes. Isn't it peaceful? It is peaceful. I, I, I relate that to like how I feel when I'm playing a good video game, Mm -hmm. you know, like, you can't see anything for miles, just that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just elsewhere right now, and I'm not worried about... I think that is the meditative state where nothing else, there's just no thought. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Granted, man. it's used somewhat negatively in this movie, just because it's her escape from everything. The dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's like, okay, we can. Co- I just come here to, for- to be set far away from everything. And then once she gets the... The mom gets those googly eyes, and that rock starts scooting. Come here. <laughs> it's so good. Um... But there is so much emotion out. Like you could boil this movie down to an action comedy. And I know that yeah. sounds weird. Yeah. Um, because we're talking about like tearing up and like all these like big life lessons and philosophy with it. Uh, but that's just how talented the talented the Daniels are. And the action in this movie is so very good. fucking it's good. It's very good. Bro. I think you had brought this up as an action movie and I was like, eh. I obviously just didn't remember it. <laughs> yeah. It is quite literally it's an action. Very, uh, yeah, and it has two people that fucking kick ass. They do. They do quite well. literally. Like, fuck. Because, I mean, I saw they did most of their own stunts mm-hmm. as well. Even Jamie Lee Curtis did some of her own stunts. Uh, she's, oh, man. Uh, the hot dog fucking Jamie, Jamie Lee, Lee Curtis, Curtis for a second, though? Because uh, she is a huge part of this movie mm-hmm. while just being that. Like she is very much. She's been up for best supporting actress. actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, oh man, what a fucking role! Because I had forgot that I had seen her name like on the billet. Yeah, you know, same, 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 same. And that hairdo alone—it's great. Like on the fucking list, and going into it, and then seeing her for the first time, and the whole way through, I forgot. And then afterwards, you're like, dude, Jamie Lee Curtis. And I was like, oh, shit, that was Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, I, she is just so. She's amazing. Oh, my God. It, it, she embodies it she does. so well. She and I goes it, full on. So fun fact. I watched a little interview with her today. Because um, she was talking about. Because you know what ends up going up somebody's butt is yes. her little awards. Yeah. Man. For being like employee of the month or some shit. Yeah. Um, when she filmed the she- the scenes, cause obviously you film these and then they go away. Her first scenes in it, she's just the serious tax person. Mm-hmm. That's all she is. Just when like, she filmed those, she didn't know the full extent of like how far this movie went with comedy. Like she said she didn't know there was any comedy at all. And she was just being very serious right there. And she had no idea that those were going to end up being butt plugs. <laughs> <laughs> Because I recognized it as soon as I saw it, uh, and like you think about it, it's like, but I didn't think it was going to actually happen. Yeah, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah um, sure. But uh, just to hear her and like the way, because I I recommend checking out the clip if I can find it, I'll send it to you. She like has like a roll the eye moment. Is like I just didn't know it was going to go up somebody's ass, <laughs> <laughs> and she's like talking to Michelle Yeoh about it. It's great. Oh man, they're so wonderful together, specifically. In their romance. Yes. I love hot dog hands. Actually, it's kind of gross. And honest. So Justin doesn't listen to the show. Um, (laughs) I can already hear him gagging. As they're like. Not only the hot dog hands, they spew condiments from their mouths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh my God, dude. I wonder if he can finish it. Um, Oh, I forgot about that shit. He made it. He literally brought up like a joke about mustard and almost made himself throw up. (laughs) Like, and like in this, it's, oh God. 
oh god I, I i need a video of him watching it um but that is just an idea of just how weird this movie goes like we have the raccoon and yes we didn't really specify it is ratatouille with a raccoon yeah. it's a giant ass rodent just controlling a man <laughs> helping him sh- a, a hibachi shell uh, chef um it's insane. And then the hot dog hands is just another parallel universe where everyone literally has hot dog fingers. We're a family. <laughs> Culinary. And I love the positive moment for the hot dog hands where she's like, in a world where we have hot dog hands, we just get really good with our feet. And, she's and then you the see um, fucking Jamie Lee playing the piano with her fucking toes. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, dude. It's so good. Uh, it's, it's just, I, I feel like... Dude, the the balance here. We've talked about the balance before yeah. of just like being able to balance these different aspects, like mm-hmm. whether it be r- romance or drama and comedy, or like you know, not comedy and horror or whatever. But they blend everything together so well in this. But I can't emphasize enough just how good the daughter is. Um, she's given a lot to do. And like there's a reveal of sorts that reveals her as the villain. Because it's not, it's not known. And it's a good bit before that even shows up. Um, it's like an hour into the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like... Because she, when you first meet her, she's like a standard woman. Like young, young, young adult. Mm-hmm. Um, she has a girlfriend. She has issues with her mom doesn't seem much different than a normal person she has to like complete she completely changes character when she goes into the villain estate and she carries it with such charisma oh man and it's it's quite something to see and i love it and like there yes she has the best costume changes in this in the movie oh my God. um no one rocks the golf outfit quite like she does her, but <laughs> her costumes are insane they're absolutely insane. and her makeup dude. Mm-hmm. And her hair, just all of it, all of it. And like her, the way she utilizes her powers, like yes, she makes one guy turn into a bunch of confetti and stuff like that. Um, She like hits, she hits the fucking gun like a bong. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! And like I love the one where she punches a guy up in the air, and then it just cuts to her being like a pile driving wrestler, and he breaks his neck. The sound used throughout that scene as well like there's like looney tune sounds yeah yeah around there and like you throw something and it like mm-hmm. and like fuck it. it's just all like and that's what i'm talking about that sound just being so non-stop throughout mm. it too like it only complements these performances so much man. absolutely but she really gave a great one i love the scene where um so she uh, i i guess I didn't understand it at first why the mom was like suddenly wearing like baby stuff just like dead. Oh yeah. In the first in the first time that you like see her but you don't see her face and stuff. Yeah. And she's like, wait, they might be nearby and she like turns her head. Oh dude, it's like, so good. Like it's a radio so good. dial. And it's I'm telling so, you, man, the editing of this movie is off oh, the charts. Dude, it's fucking amazing. Oh. It's awesome. This, and like if you literally think about it, that's just her filming a scene. Doing like tilt your head. All right, cut. Change location. All right, let's do it. Tilt again. Cut. All right, yeah. change location. Um, but then when you put that on the editing floor, they just splice that together to make just this, and it's awesome. It's it's so good. It's nuts. It has to be some of the best, if not the best, out there. Oh, for sure. I I completely agree. Absolutely. <laughs> um, that being said, so this movie is definitely not for everyone. Um, if you're, first of all, if you enjoy a good standard style of storytelling, it, 
I can see getting you getting lost in this pretty easily. I would not say don't give it a shot. Um, but like, so the person I'm thinking of in mind right now is my mother. Um, cause she's heard me praise the movie and she's like, should I watch it? Chris? I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, cause I tried to show her inception. Um, this is back in my early movie loving years. And I was just like, Nolan's the best thing ever. And I still love Nolan and interstellar is I think still a great movie, but, um, I put on Interstellar, and if you've seen Interstellar, it's this whole thing about like a dream within a dream within a dream, and then there's a point where you're questioning reality and stuff. Uh, my mom sent me out to go get f- some food and snacks in the middle of it. I'd already seen it. It was fine. I came back, and she switched off the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I was like, I'm not surprised. She just said to me, it's too much. <laughs> and just remembering that alone, I was like, yeah, don't watch everything ever all at once. It's... It's not for you. If it ends up on Netflix or something, I'll be like, give it a shot. And I can't wait to hear me being right. Um, But it is very wacky. Um, It might impact your viewing if the comedy of it doesn't work too well for you. I know comedy is like one of the most subjective things out there. Yeah. Um, I know we were losing our losing our minds in that theater. (laughs) Um, I will say I definitely didn't laugh as much the second time around. I'm not going to blame the movie for that. I have admittedly been feeling a little bit of what I'm going to call cinema burnout. Um, just marathoning movies to catch up here. (laughs) And of course this is something we'd already seen, but it was just important to get some stuff fresh on my mind. Um, but, uh, but there is a lot to, this movie has a lot to give you if you surrender yourself to it. It just, I know for some people it can be easy to miss a lot of those like higher, those deeper meanings if you're just saying like, uh, and do not, do not watch this movie if you're epileptic. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. not. I don't know if there's actually a warning on this. There absolutely should be. There should be. There fucking should be. Especially with that scene, the scene that I put on. I was, that's what I was thinking of. I was like, oh. So probably like, it's probably my favorite. I want to say it's my favorite moment in cinema. (laughs) You gotta stop making these fucking mo- going. It's dude, it's it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Like so, Chris got here and I was like, I just want to see one thing, and I went directly to the part. Well, I passed it up a couple times, but then when I found it, I put on. Yes. I went directly to the part that um, where it just it zooms in on her face, and then it shows a million different versions of her like yelling and smiling and crying and they one show, of those like, has her doing like a little reverse dance. Yeah. yeah, they show like a, a porcelain one and like a there's doll one with like version. a giant alien lizard head. There's uh there's one part where it's just a uh, an urn, like she got cremated and yep. the top of it is like yelling. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's like oh dude, and there's like an anime version in there, and I mean, and, and there there's is, like a million things that are impossible. And to they see. included a scene of a behind the scenes thing where like there's no special effects. And it's just her. And it's just her. But of course, it's a quick whoop. Dude, it's just gone. And it's it's split seconds. Like, I mean, it's like fucking milliseconds that they're showing you these fucking images and they're all just like flying by. And it's at such a intense moment in the movie, too, for it to just drop on you like that. And then when you get back to I remember seeing it for the first time 
and not blinking and just like yeah yeah and just like tears just <laughs> all like covering my fucking face like and i couldn't tell if it was it's just because of the emotion yeah or because you weren't blinking or because i wasn't fucking <laughs> blinking and like taking in all these fucking images yeah. but it was like it was so overwhelming and like i i don't think i i don't think i ever breathed in that scene <laughs> and then when it like comes back to her I'm just like, oh, yeah. like, that's part of the reason I think I was just like hands on knees. After that's fair. No, absolutely. It just, it's a like, lot to take in, especially. I had to feeling. like walk it all. I had to walk this movie off. Yeah. Like it was so heavy. And I will say this movie is one that I think there's a lot added to it. If you see it in a, in a movie theater. I think so. Because uh, like as you were because you're talking about the sound. Unless you have a really good sound setup, you're probably going to not get that same quality we got in the theater. Yeah, and I was I was kind of looking for it yeah. this time around because yeah. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about doing a best sound. For, I feel you, and I mean makeup. it's I mean it it is literally like sound editing sound like those are Oscars. So yeah. That's fair. Yeah, it's a warranted award because um, a lot of stuff a lot of work goes into that. Yeah, um, we just don't care about it on our show. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We will see. This is our first year of awards, man. We'll we'll expand it next year. And of course, because I'm now realizing, because when the Oscars and stuff come out, we'll probably just also look at those and make some of our own choices from what they've nominated and yeah. whatnot. Because though the Oscars are not the definitive motherfucking standard for what is a good movie, there's a lot of benefit to being the movie that wins any of those awards. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're an actor or actress, because that's just more work that's going to come your way. And then, like, on all your movies till the end of time, they'll put, like, you know, Oscar winner. I have, and I'm proud as fuck. Have you seen Goodfellas? I've seen Goodfellas. So I have, because Joe Pesci won for Best Supporting Actor. Yeah. And I bought a version of that movie that has a spelling error. It says best supporting actor. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yeah, this is priceless. <laughs> I also love Joe Pesci. Um, He's amazing. He is amazing. But <laughs> I just I, I just wanted to bring that up because I, I I didn't notice it until a friend pointed it out. And it was literally a year after I bought it. Um, uh, those don't exist anymore. <laughs> They're going to kick your door in like that fucking Christian Bell movie. In oh, Bell. no. No, don't take my supporting actor movie. <laughs> um... But this movie's excellent. I do recommend checking it out. If they ever do give it like another theatrical run, I'll probably want to go check it out there. Not to say that there's anything lacking from it when you watch it on TV, but there is just so much, like you were saying about the sound and like just having that big screen and just being surrounded by that awesome sound and editing while you're just like, it's being shoved in your face. It's like the best drug ever. It's like, it's like happy torture yeah man. it's great because yeah. they're just like you're surrendering yourself to it it's an experience <sighs> um but like i said this is absolutely because my one and two are definitely interchangeable i do think i would love to see this take the oscar but they're cunts and i feel like tar is more their speed but if either of those take if the whale takes it i'm never watching the oscar i will but i'm gonna be mad <laughs> um but I I hope this gets all the flowers it can. It's definitely been doing it at, at all other award shows. Um, and we, we will see what the Oscars bring us. And we'll see what it does at the Globes that are going on tonight, turns out. Um, but Ernest, can you give me some final so- thoughts on everything, everywhere, all at once? 
I love this movie forever more than I love most things. <laughs> like, uh, you started with an M, and I was like, uh, I, feel, <laughs> I, I feel so attached to this movie. It's fair. Like, and when it wins things, I'm so happy for it. Um, this is, is it's also going to give us more stuff like because, like you, like you said, like the Oscars isn't the end all be all. I'm so happy to see this get best picture of the year here and there so far. And, um, for the actors and actresses in this to like get their flowers as well. That's how they get more work. They fucking deserve it, man. Um, God, God, there's just so much about this movie. That's just perfect to me. Um, and perfect, like for me as well. Like you said, I, I totally get, how somebody could not get this like i was just talking about it with my sister today and she was like dude like i'm so happy i have you like i've tried to show it to people and they just like don't get it and like i understand if you just don't like this stuff or if you don't have the capacity for this stuff like i know my niece doesn't have the attention span to sit there and watch this you know what i mean um but i also know that for people like me <laughs> that do appreciate these types of things if like if you surrender yourself like you said to it man oh it's gonna take you places it's it breaks my heart and mends it right back up every fucking time that i watch it with a giant pinky like oh man it it's so near and dear to my heart um into the spider-verse was my movie that was my favorite movie like ever for a good minute and like walking out of this theater i was like this might be my favorite movie i need to watch it again and i watched it again and i was like this is my favorite fucking movie and every time that i've watched it i've enjoyed the hell out of it i've cried every time there there hasn't been one time that i managed to get through it without just like and at all the same parts too like every single time (laughs) so fucking i uh yeah, man, I love it. This is my favorite movie of all time. Easily my favorite movie of 2022. And that's like without a fucking doubt. Again, I get how somebody else could put like one of these other movies ahead of it because it's not for everybody. But I think that it's all around the like most well made thing. Um, hard to even say of like this year. Like, well, last year. I, I think, uh, or yeah of last year we gotta give 2023 Um, a chance yeah yeah megan just came out we gotta we gotta give it a minute yeah oh you know megan for a picture that's already set up for a sequel yeah um so yeah man easily like without a doubt number one for me um if you haven't seen it even though everything we just said sounds fucking ridiculous Go see this. I think we got the audience. Please. Like plugs. it definitely deserves a chance, if anything else. So, yeah. and it, like, this is an indie film. Yeah, man, it's wild. Um, and also, and I, 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 I greatly enjoy the MCU, but this is how you do a multiverse. Man, yeah. This is this is how you do a multiverse. There are a lot of things I liked about Multiverse of Madness. Um and some of the more multi-phasal elements of this last phase. Yeah. Make it mean something. That's all I'm saying. Um, but this movie's great. Um, for me, all I was... So as you said, you feel like this is the most well-made thing like put together. 
I see that I see tar being that. And that's just because I have a better eye for talent. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not one of those guys who watches a movie once and then comes out of the theater and says, this is the best thing I've ever seen. But we'll talk about recency bias another time. Uh, (laughs) This motherfucker, he's just digging in right now. (laughs) Where the well things are is amazing. Um, Fucking put the claws away. (laughs) Now, this movie is excellent. There's so much to take away from it. I did really enjoy my second time watching it. I will say I didn't laugh nearly. Oh, I already said that. Mm-hmm. It's it's just I will need to watch this again in a sura- in this in a setting that's not like oh I need to watch it I think that's that's all I need. This was homework for you, it, it, yeah. And it, like I will say, when I put it on, it didn't feel like homework, but I feel like my I feel like my senses were dulled. I I texted you before I watched it. I was like, I get to finish off this great day I've had, yeah, the best yeah, yeah, way possible yeah. by yeah. watching this movie. You're such <laughs> like, a you're it. such a draining person for me. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. See, Wayman, bro. Oh, God. Uh, worst character. Um, <laughs> but no, this movie's great. It is. It deserves all the praise you've probably heard about it. The praise we just gave it. Um, and if you see this going up to win, at, if if this wins Best Picture of the Year, I I will be surprised in the happiest fucking way. Just like I was with Shape of Water when Del Toro won that year. Yeah, you know, because maybe. Maybe these old, old people are going to open up their old, old minds. Um, But with that, we're going to take a quick break. And on the other side, we're going to talk some TV. All right. And we are back. Going to be talking about our top favorite shows of 2022. Ernest, what's your number five? TV shows also exist. Um. And are a form of storytelling. Okay, dude. You like looked at me with like the weirdest expression. (laughs) I was like, where are you going with this? Uh, Nowhere. Nowhere. Um, so my number five is Cyberpunk Edge Runners, um, and this this wrestled one out of its spot uh, at the last second for me. I had to sit and really think about it and think about recency bias, but um, yeah, Edge Runners gets up there um, and takes the spot, man. Um, I love this fucking show <laughs> i had such a good time going through it this is another one that i kind of pushed on people too like anybody that would give it a chance i was like yeah fucking do it man do it yeah because um oh man it, it's such a wild ride through a world that i was ready to just completely forget about forever um and i'm so happy that it, and it took came me out back. at the perfect time where the game was working I fucking love night city baby night city represent Forever. Forever. <laughs> I like that we both have an anime as our number five. Um, but I will say Cyberpunk Edge Runners is an honorable mention for me. So nice. respect. Nice. Um, now on to the classier picks. So Jeez. we got <laughs> I, I, I I just hate Chris your, hates me. I, no, I hate your opinions. <laughs> That's why he hates I hate me that I'm too podcast. quick for myself. So I'm like, don't say it, Chris. God damn it. Um so my number five is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure stone ocean um this is the end of the jojo's world as we know it um if you're a jojo's fan a shonen fan you've heard the name jojo's before um i love the series it's near and dear to my heart it is goofy as fuck there's a lot of things that can be said for how wacky everything everywhere all at once is in the same conversation as jojo's (laughs) um I'm going to just, I say it a lot. There's just a lot more you can do with animation. And it's, it's a weird show that when you think it's just at its weirdest, then it gets emotional. And then you're just like, why am I crying? 
<laughs> um, this show's I, I love this show so much, and I can't wait to see where it goes from here. So the reason this is the end of like the JoJo's as you know it is this is the last the last part of the JoJo saga that was written for whichever magazine this was created for because then the creator rebooted it working for a different magazine. So there will be more JoJo's, just going to be different characters and these people don't exist in that universe and it's so sad. <laughs> um, but also, and I brought this up, I think it was our MCU episode. My One of my favorite things about Infinity War is it's a movie that lets the villain win. Oh, yeah. And this season, the last season of JoJo's lets the villain win. <laughs> and it's... It's as bizarre as you'd expect. <laughs> no, but JoJo's is wonderful. Watch it if you haven't. I know season one's rough, but oh my God, it gets better. Um, but Ernest, what's your number four? So number four for me is Cabinet of Curiosities. Okay. Um, yeah, man. We, uh, in the year, our year of Del Toro, um, we got year of our Lord smack dab in the middle, like right around Halloween time. It was like perfect timing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we had just done the Delta War movie series. And yeah, man, to see uh, the the excitement going into it was a big thing, um, because it was Del Toro putting it on. But just because it was like horror at that time yeah. of the year, and, and everyone like every bit of that anthology brought something different to the table. Um, there's some fucking bangers in there, dude. There's some that I didn't like as much that are other people's favorites. Like I hear I, a lot of people talk about the witch one, like positively. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, it's like cool. Yeah, Respect for it. sure. Um, and um, people love Lovecraft, man. But um, oh, that friend of yours, yeah, yeah. So like, <laughs> you get um, you get so much from this, um, and that there's a lot of other shows that do uh like carry on through like some pretty great narratives that i'm not putting up here but just getting this variety in the middle of everything because i feel like an anthology would count um and if they bring it back for season two it feels even more like a show for sure uh so yeah um this one uh, i feel like it it definitely deserves some recognition and those intros are just the fucking best. Man. We love you. Del Toro San. so much. Um, f- all the respect because you're absolutely right. If it does get another season, obviously it is a show. I didn't register it as a show. I'm not arguing with you either. It absolutely, look, it's a series that they put out. Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, but because I didn't think of it that way immediately, I did not put that on my list. I'm going to go ahead and say honorable mention. Um, <laughs> The tour is overrated. Anyway, um, <laughs> so my number four rhymes with the number four. My number four is Andor. Oh, I love... Honorable not, mention. Not, me. <laughs> is that the, what, what you were saying Cyberpunk beat out? Yeah. Because uh, you said... Um, what did you... You said uh, recency bias. And I was like, I yeah. think the last thing you watched was Andor. Yeah. Um, I am so shocked. Like, we have an award for, like, the best surprise movie of the year. Like, I'm so shocked I give a shit about a Star Wars show. It's Other so than Mandalorian, good. I like Mandalorian. What's up? It's so good. Though. It's very good. Um, it touches on so many. Like I can literally, I'm seeing the very beginning, like the first few shots of the first episode, like that rainy, like just isolated, like sci-fi feel of this guy just rummaging through his town and whatnot. And of course, shit goes down, and that's how the story gets started. But 
I love it. Diego Luna is wonderful. And he's one of the characters I didn't really care about because there's just a lot of good ones in Rogue One. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Him and his love interest. I was like, yeah, they're fine. (laughs) No hate. But next time I watch that movie. Oh, yeah. It's going to be I'm going to watch it with a completely different perspective. Absolutely. Um, I can't believe how good this show is. And like not even I, I, I almost forgot it was a Star Wars show. Like, yeah, there, there, there's no fucking Jedi. It's great. We've had the conversation a million times that like you don't have to focus on the Jedi to Absolutely. have a good Star Wars. It's story. a ga- it's a galaxy, yeah, far, far away with a million things in it. And, and this guy is a very important character, and like we have him starting at such a different point in his life than where we see him in Rogue One. Yeah. And I think that's fascinating. And you it also it, speaks to Diego Luna's performance. Even see him as a child and stuff like that. Oh, that's yeah. true. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> the kid did great. Um, and there were some moments I teared up again, cause I'm a mama's oh, boy. Same. Same. Uh, but, um, I did too. It's bro. Uh, did you tear up about the bot at all? Cause they, that yeah, got me. And was I was so just sad. like, I was like, stay with them. <laughs> stay with them. Damn it. Um, and somebody pushed him over. Fuck you. Dude, that scene, um, the the funeral scene, it's great. It's the whole the fight the empire. Yep, oh, yep, yep, yep. it's the start, bro. Dude. I, I cheered. I bet out loud. I bet. <laughs> I, I felt it. Like, oh man, you, your blood gets pumping. Yeah, man. Um, but it is it is really good, and I just I just loved it. And also, he's only in it. I th- I want to say he's in it like half the show. Andy Circus. Always oh, man. is an absolute pleasure, and the way that went down, too. I know, and it's so quick, and because he didn't want to, he didn't, but and, then he did, but and then he can't, and he can't. Oh, <laughs> watch that show, man! Watch that show. It's on Disney Plus. Like even if you're not big into Star Wars, absolutely, it's, it's just I, good. I haven't felt yeah. anything for a Star Wars show since Mandalorian season two. And even that was lesser than season. How one. many other shows were there? Are you just really not liking Boba Fett right now? What else is there? Boba Fett. Oh, I guess there's a lot that were. Oh, they have the Bad Batch. Oh yeah. Um, I, I man, I'm all, I'm only comparing it to like uh, live, action. live action ones. Yeah. No. Bad. But the other stuff is candy. They had that anthology and stuff. I love the first anthology. I want it. I still want to watch the other one because I love. I just love anthologies in general. Yeah. Um. Because especially with uh, the the I think it's Star Wars Legends. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Um. You can just get wacky with it. That samurai one. Was yeah, dude. Dope. It's really cool, and it's yeah. got it's getting a comic sequel. Dope. That's super cool. Super cool. Oh, that's so dope. Like um, that's that episode specifically. Yeah, uh, the the guy who's like collecting the Sith sabers. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Just making sure, dude. It's so dope that when we get those stories that are just off the beaten path, mm-hmm. you know. And and yeah, this is probably one of the best ones. All right. So, uh, yeah, my number three is Chainsaw Man. Ooh. Um. Thank you so much for just forcing that at me. I needed, I needed everyone to see that shit. I mean, I, I, if you would have just been like, "Hey, check out this show," and seen the first episode, though, I can't risk that. I, I have to, be, I have to mean it. <laughs> I a hundred percent would have been in on that shit. It, it is beautiful. Anybody that hates on CG animation, like when it's done like that, like you're just the people who are sending a petition to have this shit reanimated. That's go fuck yourself. That's some <laughs> big, big preference stuff there, man. Like sometimes you can criticize something and have a point, you know, yeah. but like, yeah, chill. Um, the story of this um, surrounded with all its comedy and everything is it, it just all flows so well. It does. Um, and they're quick 
they're quick little episodes, man. But they feel they, so short, dude. And then the same like those hard, others. But they hit hard though, and it's beautiful the whole way through. Um, yeah, this is the best shonen, like new shonen that I've seen in a long, long time. Fucking because um, it's different. Very, it's different. Very quickly becoming like one of my favorites. That's so awesome. I can't see wait to see where it goes. I will say that is an honorable mention for me. Nice love. If you haven't heard us say it on our shonen episode. I love Chainsaw Man. Well, I apparently like it more. So. You love Chainsaw Man season one more. Um, I'm a manga reader. <laughs> <laughs> um, my number three. This is honestly like a surprise hit for me. And I say a surprise hit. Everyone's re- like saying like this is the best show ever. I, I came out of the show doing the earnest thing of being like, this is the best show I've seen all year. Um, and then after a few days, I was like, oh, but some other things exist. Um Oh, I thought you were. Oh, <laughs> I thought you were doing something, but so my number three is a Hulu original series called The Bear. It yeah, is. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard about it. I. It is a type of show that I. I thought it was just about cooking. I thought it was just about cooking. But it's about a cook. It's about a cook, and there is there's a lot of cooking in it, and you'll probably feel hungry. Um, but man, does this cast carry. And, like, I don't really know any of them. You knew the main actor from something else. I thought this was his first thing. No, he's from Shameless. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't he's know. He's Lip from Shameless. Gotcha. Uh, Jeremy, I don't have his last name. Oh, whatever. Jeremy Bear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but literally, I started this show. I was like, I'll give it a shot. I was so excited to see it's only eight episodes, and each episode's like 30 minutes. I was like, oh, bro, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, let's go. And I watched one episode, and I was like, oh, I might be sad. <laughs> I I see people out there saying it's like the best show of the year. It's phenomenal. Yeah, and I do not judge anyone. There are people who, like pressing the Golden Globes for. I would do because it deserves all just, the recognition. Yeah, yeah. It's so good because it's it feels I seen it, but. it's it is it is a smaller story. Mm-hmm. It does quite literally involve just like this man, and then there's it does involve the side character as well. Um, but like coming to terms with like losing a family member, trying to live in that family member's shadow seeing yourself as less than them, but they're no longer here. Yeah, man. And like, it's just this whole juggle of just like realness that like, it's a lot. It's even a lot. if it is just on that scale, like the scale of the story doesn't necessarily direct directly, like influence the amplitude of like, yeah, what no, you yeah, feel. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like we talk, we talk about, um, I'm just not going to say other things until we get there. But there's certain shows that if you look at the bare the bare bones of what that story is about, it just seems like teen drama. Yeah. But there's yeah. ways to elevate. Yeah. There are ways to elevate. Um, but I can't recommend uh, The Bear enough. It's been confirmed for a season two. I can't wait. I usually, with like series like these, I'm like, why are you giving me another season? I'm fucking excited. I'm going to be on this shit day one. This... This is filmed, interestingly. There is a literal bear used for symbolism. <laughs> and, oh my God, is it poignant? Is it powerful? And everyone should check it out. All right. So my number two is House of the Dragon. Nice. Um, it is. I mean, I I loved this show before it started. <laughs> no, that's not I had high expectations. <laughs> it's okay. I had high expectations for it, definitely. No, I could definitely see like this franchise putting out stuff that I wouldn't like. 
for sure. They can they can definitely. I bet be you'd bad. still try it. This is oh absolutely, because <laughs> um, I mean anything like based off of things from the mind of George R. R. Martin. Like he, I know, I'm going to be attracted to it at least a little bit for sure um just based off of what he's given me before like definitely one of my favorite book series um and what they did with game of thrones like that's one of my favorite shows ever um i i last season included all that shit i don't give a fuck respect <laughs> the personal um, growth of me not bringing it up as a joke and you be saying it first and owning it yeah i i i still love it um, he has a tattooed on his back that season eight's the best one, and I I will debate with anyone, but um, yeah, they came in here and gave us um, uh, there is a lot of the same tones to it, but it is a completely like what feels like a fresh story. Yeah. Um, they are not using um, the original show to propel this in any way. Of course, like. Like there's hardly any references to like other than the word dragon, yeah. In the future, <laughs> um, there's like hints at Jon Snow and stuff like that throughout it. But like, oh, man, them literally saying a tale of ice and fire, right? But it is very much a, a thing in its own, mm-hmm. and the characters that we get here are just so fantastic. Wonderful there performance. Is this like. I mean, the usual over, overarching plot for this type of thing is like, you know, those after power and stuff like that. But the way that they're able to show the different characters and how they chase that power, how they go about it is just so interesting here. And some really lovable characters, some characters that you fucking hate off the bat. Like they do such a great job of giving us that. And they're only continuing it here. I'm so happy that we have more. Absolutely. I, I will say honorable mention for me. I loved just literally being like waiting week to week, being like, where are we going now? Yeah, man. Where are we going now? And like feet, really? Oh, dude, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> man. Um, I can't wait till that show comes back. Sex, we have to like wait a whole nother year. But I whatever whatever they bring us, I'm looking forward to it. Anything without Jon Snow. Um, my number two has was my favorite show for a long time and i'm gonna hold true and give it its own little title here it is the best season one of television of 2022 and that is severance oh all right right, if you have access to apple tv plus especially if somebody's lending it to you and you feel like you owe them something you should (laughs) definitely watch severance because when season two of this drops you don't want to miss out this show's insane it is wild. I'll get to it. You definitely should. <laughs> um, this is, you talk about a puzzle box. Yeah. This is a whole show is a puzzle box. Nice. And you're going to end the season with like being given another puzzle box. <laughs> um, and when you see who the, the, the creator is, you just don't expect it. Why? You didn't see the life of Walter Mitty. <laughs> I didn't. I heard that show, I heard that movie's really good. It's cool, man. I want to see it. I want to see it. Oh, yeah. uh, Jerry's gonna lend it to me. There's some part like there's parts that are like kind of cheesy, mm. and you're like, oh, Ben Stiller, <laughs> uh, but like, <laughs> but there's also there's there's some meaning to stuff there. Yeah, it's yeah. A, yeah, it's a decent movie. Um, but yeah, Ben Stiller, and oh man, I can't wait till season two drops. I got Apple TV Plus to check this show out just because I heard the praise for it. Um, wow. 
if you if you're looking for something that doesn't tell a conventional story, that is going to keep you guessing along the way. And if you love Christopher Walken, this show's for you. Fuck yeah, Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken is incredible. Um, this show will also emotionally devastate in point at points, but there is such a mystery here that they just don't really give you too much for it. And I can't wait to see where it goes, man. It's, it's an absolute ride. So, uh, speaking of shows, giving you emotion, I I think we have the same number one, man. (gasps) No way. Yeah. It's our, our only side story to date. Oh, that's right. Uh, We had a whole episode. (laughs) Yeah. We had a whole fucking episode on this show. What was it about? Euphoria. Euphoria. Oh, what's it about? Well, <laughs> teen drama. Yeah, teen heightened drama, with man. artistic ability. Dude, it it is so fucking well done. So much that we did like a three hour episode. On we it. did. <laughs> it was worthy of being the first and currently only side story. Yeah, man. Uh, we're gonna get some more. It's gonna be very interesting. But Absolutely. What a place to start, though, because mm. there is so much to unpack there. Just mm. the, in those two seasons, and each season has how many episodes? Like six. I think it's 10. Is it 10? I think so. Man, it it feels short in my memory. Yeah, and then, of course, in between, they have those two one-offs. Right, right. Which I think is just such a good idea, especially for a character-driven story like this, because there's no overarching plot. You're not watching Rue trying to become the best sober person in the world. Um, I'm going to be the king of the sobers. Um, You... You watch these characters and you're watching them grow. You're watching them flourish and you're watching them, how they impact each other, how their decisions impact themselves. And then again, each other. And they're all just growing together. And it's all filmed in a really pretty way with pretty colors. Oh, dude. And that's saying it at the lowest way you could possibly say it. Cause holy shit, it's visually stunning. It is. Also, <laughs> it's like, oh my God. And I'm pretty beautiful. sure it has the warning, but, and I'm sorry for our ep- epileptic epileptic listeners epileptic epileptic listeners do not watch this show <laughs> nah, nah nah yeah not this one either this one's also not for you but listen um, to it man uh one of the best soundtracks on television um it's it's so powerful and again i did almost stop watching this show like so many times because it was like hidden too close to home for me that's fair um but i'm so happy that i got through it because like yeah it's very much and i've used this a couple times at this point it's very much like a uh, the last of us feeling like where you get drug through this whole fucking thing dude but then at the end of it you're like oh i see what you did there drug um (laughs) (laughs) no absolutely there's no way you can't find a character in here that you can't find something to identify with. Obviously, on the surface, there's a lot of like rich kid stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there are also other kids who are not as wealthy and as well off. And even the ones that are like on the surface seem so well off. Like there's still shit going on underneath that's just part of being human. Yeah, man. And it's it's a lot. It's a lot. But like I love the way it takes the time to just show you art instead of because like. I said it during our side story episode, and I do mean like this could happen. It doesn't, but this show could easily be a CW show if you take away the artistic factor. Yeah, because it's a lot of heightened teen drama, um, but it's told in such a way with like the writing and the directing, and like we talked about editing, music, soundtrack. Also, um, the 
uh, performances feel like they're a bit better than what you usually get on a CW show. So. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think it's safe to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna stick with that. Okay, actually, because there might be somebody that comes out and be like, you know, have you seen Sabrina or whatever? Their shows <laughs> like, last like eternities. Yeah, so I'm sure yeah. they'll find one episode that's like. <laughs> Episode 35 of season 64 of Supernatural, man. You don't know. What's the Archie show? Oh, it's not called Archie, is oh, it? Riverdale. Oh, there you, there you go. <laughs> you said that. I was like, fuck, it's not called Archie. Or just, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man. Like, the performances in this show are just... No, yeah. They're, yeah, they're excellent. And I just bring that up to say, like... The yeah. overall problems are not these world-ending events. Yeah, man. And again, it could be something that could be boiled down to like just regular teen drama. But the team here, and I do include the actors when I say that, everyone's just bringing their A game to bring you to present something in a way that you can take something away from it, whether it's something like a meaningful like life lesson, or if you just want to see something pretty. Yeah, I think again, it's it's another example of like the the scale yeah. of the things happening here it doesn't necessarily if. Uh, affect how you're going to feel about well that is a personal thing it is oh i mean some people might need those you know they should have been all filmed on a crashing because like everything ever all at once is literally the world is going to end yeah or all the multiverses are going to collide and crash and destroy right right like that's a huge scale you don't need it but i mean yeah yeah and that's what i'm that's what i'm getting at is just like it, it is so uh deep with just these like real world problems but mm-hmm. they're they're able to take it places for absolutely sure. um but Ernest, do you have any honorable mentions uh just andor really that's right uh, because it was so fucking good and that's another one that i cheered at i'm really excited that i know there's one you forgot i and i'm sure i mean that's the only one on my mind right now Tell so me. my first honorable mention is gonna be ranking of kings oh shit <laughs> dude i i fucking ernest didn't give a shit dude. about it um yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> no it started in november of 2021 and then went into um oh like halfway through the last year oh so you're giving it like the arcane treatment i get you arcane didn't air at all in 2022 <laughs> um when a show ends is when you consider it is it yeah because that's so if it shows that not ended, it can't are. even when a show ends, that's when it's able to be considered for awards. Oh, okay. An ongoing, well, when I say ongoing, a show that hasn't finished its season is not going to go up for anything. Oh, okay. And also, if it came out in November, that's only a, like two months of the last the, the last year. Okay. You're a monster. You forgot it. Just like how you forgot. What was it? When we were doing games, you forgot Guardians of the Galaxy came out the year before. Oh, yeah. yeah but, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, you didn't have, like, a list or anything. Um, I want to bring up that I probably know what would beat Euphoria for me, but AMC Plus is the stupidest streaming service on the fucking planet, and I could not watch the last season of uh, Better Call Saul. Oh, yeah. Um, that show is in- incredible. I love that show. Breaking Bad is one of the best shows of all time. Um, and Better Call Saul somehow manages to be right there with it. And I always argue against prequels. But AMC Plus is a streaming service you can pay for. Mm. Where they take off, they, they put the newest episodes on there the next day. But then, like, after a week, that newest episode is gone. And I didn't know this because I was like, I didn't have that. I'm like, I'd missed enough. And I was like, I'm going to wait. I'm just going to wait till all of it's on AMC Plus when the show wraps. And I'll I'll go to get and on AMC Plus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you know how streaming 
models are yeah um and i got on there and it had like the last three episodes of the newest season the last season i was like fuck you why why <laughs> did you cancel it i i signed up for a trial so yeah nice i didn't lose any money over it didn't lose any money over it but literally i was so mad at just like the audacity that that's your model yeah because it like it's on cable TV, and I don't want to be rude, but cable's kind of dying, if you haven't noticed. Um, and, like, it's it will eventually come to Netflix. That's how I got started on Better Call Saul, because mm-hmm. um, I didn't have cable when it came out. Um, and, like, you should be anticipating some people not having cable. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to pay for your fucking internet. <laughs> um I was so mad. And honestly, now that I've said that, I'm mad again. <laughs> uh, some other um, honorable mentions I have here are Primal. I love that show. Um, Gindy Tarkovsky is one of my favorite animators. And that show does some really different things than what you get from a normal story. Um, love, Death, and Robots is one of my favorite anthology series. And I, God, I love that show. And I love the newest season. And that was my first live, my first um, director Q&A oh, that yeah. I went to go see. Because David Fincher, one of my favorites, um, directed his first animated work in this newest season. And it's awesome. It's awesome. a really good episode. I've enjoyed what I've seen of it. It's so good, dude. Yeah. I love it. Um, I love anthologies. You make it animated. Oh, <laughs> um, I already said Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Oh, so the last one I have here is Barry season three. Um, Barry is a really good show. If you have HBO Max and you like, um, I'm blanking. Do you know the guy from Bill Hader? There you go. Bill Hader, if you yeah. like Bill Hader, um, fucking love Bill Hader. This show is really good. It's actually it's pretty funny. It's about a hitman, but it's not. It's not really a com. It's really dark comedy. And the way the last season ended, we might just be leaning into dark. So <laughs> we'll see where it goes. Um, but it's a really good show, and I wanted to give it an honorable mention. But there's been, just like we said, it's been a great year for games, great year for movies. It's been a great year for TV. Yeah, man. In all honesty. This is entertainment. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Not sports. Fuck that. Uh, <laughs> I love sports. I know you do. Yeah. Loser. Um, but with that. TCU got whoop. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to end the show, and I'm really excited for this, with our end of year awards. BRB. All right, and we are back. Going to be ending the show with our 2022 movie awards. First award we're going to be going through is a created award. He Ernest has his own setup. I have my own. Ernest, what is your first created award? So my first created award, and uh, like he said, we have two of them. Yes. Um, we're going to end on a created award as yes, well. Sir. But um, I'm going to choose to go with this one first because it kind of, uh, you'll see. All right. Later. So, it's the movie that made me cry the most. Okay. The Tearjerker Award. Okay. Right. Um, so the first nominee is Turning Red. That shit destroyed me. It's fair. No, <laughs> hey man, that's a that's that, a hitter. Oh man, when she's in that forest mm-hmm. and and her mom's in there as a kid and stuff. Oh, bro. It's precious. It it is. It is. That that was a great movie. I, I love I just seeing like because obviously people nominations matter it's good to see some love for it pixar constantly comes with it and um i can't wait to see that element one yeah elemental this year yeah yeah um 
Number two, I went and changed it <laughs> after you mentioned it because I remembered it was a movie. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Oh, that's what you were doing. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Dude. Fair enough, um, man. We were we were hit. We were yeah, hit. Yeah, dude. I heard uh, your sniffles. It hit. It hit. That one hard. even got Justin. And like because of the sad parts, but also like happy cries were in there as well. Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, it would go from one to the other, and you're just like, oh, I'm not gonna recover. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. That one got me good. Um, one of the best eight twenty fours of the year for sure. Um, speaking of those though, the whale okay. is my next nominee. Right. Um, I was he looked I at was, me so reluctantly. I Chris, don't hurt me mess. for saying the name. Of I was one. a mess, bro. I was. Oh a mess. yeah, like yeah, yeah. because more than anything, that movie is emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, like I mean, you you may have heard our review on it, like. I'm not high on every single aspect of this movie. There are things that didn't, it didn't necessarily need to be done better, but it could have been done better. Mm -hmm. Um, But man, it's emotional. We were other Um, than Justin, we were all tearing up for sure. Oh yeah. I was was sniffling myself. And Justin admitted that he was quite sad. (laughs) He's just not a big crier. For sure. Yeah. Um, But fuck man, big sad on that shit. And number four, I wonder what it could be. It is everything, everywhere, all at once. I like how you put it last, though, respect. (laughs) So with this one, I had come up with it, but then I decided to to wait and watch everything, everywhere, all at once one more time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? If it doesn't make me cry on this one, because spoiler alert, guys, there's a lot of that movie in my awards here, (laughs) at least as nominees. Uh, But... Um, I waited to watch it and it, maybe it was because it was late at night or maybe it's just because this movie just fucking touches my heart, mm-hmm. but I was a blubbering mess. So the winner of this one is everything everywhere. All wow. At once. Okay. Um, and yeah, I waited on it because there are other movies out there. The whale was the front runner, mm-hmm. honestly. Cause yeah, it got me good, man. Mm-hmm. It got me really good. And if it doesn't get you, like, hey, cool. But I think it's going to get most people. I think it will, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, everything, everywhere, all at once. Every time that I've watched it, I've cried at the exact same scenes. Like, I think in, in the exact same times. And then you'll get a quick laugh. And then it just goes back to destroying you. And yeah. it just, uh, like I said, hands on knees, man. Afterwards, just like, huh. Fuck. <laughs> hey, man, I don't blame you. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I had to, like, stand outside for a little bit, even though it was, we like, were there for a bit. Night. Like, yeah. No, I meant, oh, like, like, last, last night. Last night, okay, yeah, man. <laughs> like, like, two I, in the fucking morning. Yeah, I walked outside just like, fuck. Um, that movie gets me, like, none other, probably. Um, I mean, there's, there's a few that are sadder out there. Um, I would say, overall, The Well is probably, like, a sadder movie. Um. But this one just makes me cry. Like your award says it all. Like the I, one that made you cry the most. Yeah, yeah. The ugly cries. <laughs> so I will say I had considered that award myself. Did I have you? a I have an I have a winner. That's not one of my awards. I'll just tack it on to yours to say Pinocchio made me cry the most. Oh yeah. Because the oh, ending man. of that, I ugly cried. Yeah. And I, I will say this to just add a little context. There's like a filter or something in my mind when I'm around others. I'll still be emotional. I'll still cry. Like we cried during Marcel. We shed tears during the whale. Um, I'll just, it's, I 
emote more when I'm alone, like watching something alone. And like I watched Pinocchio alone, and the second that thing hit credits, I wasn't ready for Jim and not, what's it, Sebastian to do his musical number. I was like, let me weep. Because <laughs> damn, is that a sad note to end on? Um, so my award I'm going to start with, I really like both of mine, but I'm going to start with this one because I wanted to find some way because this last year has been a wonderful year, not for just movies, but for horror. Um, and I wanted to be more specific with it because I wanted to just be a little, I wanted to flex creatively a little bit. And I, so my award here is for favorite horror creature reveal where you don't necessarily know what the creature is, but there is a moment where it is revealed to you that what you're dealing with is not necessarily the normal. That is such a good award, sir. My first nomination here is the alien from Nope. It is not what you think it is. (laughs) Um, We've already said spoilers. We're going to continue here. It is very alluded to that it's a spaceship. It is not a spaceship. (laughs) That is quite literally the alien. And when that thing opens up, that's cool. It's so so, wild. It's wild. Um, Next nomination. The mother from Barbarian. Holy fuck. (laughs) (laughs) You... This trailer doesn't give away anything, and when you get to that point where you first see her, and then it goes straight to Justin Long just singing along in his fucking car, I was like, I don't know what to feel. And I was sitting next to our friend Jerry, and he was losing his shit. Um, My next nominee here is, and I, I couldn't find a full name for it. I saw most people refer to it this way, the smile entity from the movie Smile. There obviously is just seeing people smile throughout the film, but there is a reveal at the end of what the thing actually looks like. Yeah. It is horrifying. (laughs) It could have been cheesy so easily. Absolutely. It's because I heard so many people and we were just right there with them. This could have been the worst, like cheesiest shit in the world. They got the people to smile in the right ways. They use that uncomfortableness the right way. And dear God, they made the creature look perfect. (laughs) I would say barbarian kind of like follows that same thing of it. It could have been bad. Oh, absolutely! But yeah. like the trailer gives you so little, you also don't have a reason to doubt. Right, right. So, so different, again, different scenario. If there's but... trailer of the year, barbarian gets it for me. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> um, and then this thing doesn't have a name, so I just called it what the thing is. It's based off of, and it is the Green Man from the movie Men. Yeah, and whoo. He's yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. Fucking weird thing there, man. Dude, oh what what a fucking trip that was. It was. We didn't like, know what to say to each other. We didn't. That. We didn't. I'm still not sure how much I like that movie. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> wild. But I did pick for my winner the one that stuck with me the most and made me sleep with my lights lights on that night. Um the <laughs> smile entity from Smile. Wow. That bitch can pop up anywhere. Nice. <laughs> she's horrifying. And even when it's just showing as like the main chick's mom and she's like giant and crawling into a room, terrified me. Also, terrified shout out to me. them for having some of the best marketing for a movie I've ever seen. Oh, absolutely. And props for Megan for learning from them. Did you see uh, what they did with the MLB? With the people standing there in the camera, yeah, they're doing yeah. it with Megan now during the playoffs and stuff. Are mm-hmm. they doing it with Megan? So there's people dressed up in the Megan getup doing interpretive dance. Oh, beautiful! And you'll just catch it randomly as the camera's panning. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> and I'm like, make this a thing. Yeah, this is much better than that creepy clown shit that was going on when it came out. Oh my god, that was because that wasn't from the studio. Those people being weird. That was stupid. Um, 
But now on to because we made two up. We we made two awards for ourselves. The next we're gonna end the awards with the next one we made. Um, so now we're gonna go with the ones that we both have. And the first one on the docket is biggest surprise movie. This is gonna be the only one we don't have nominees for. It's just gonna be the movie that surprised us the most. Ernest, what surprised you the most? For me, it is from the good man Kevin Smith. It's Clerks Three, man. Nice. Um, Boy, I didn't see that shit coming. Yeah. Oh, man. I thought I... Because... Uh, so, if you didn't listen to the episode, um, when Clerks 3 was coming out, I hadn't... I had, like, barely touched on each of the uh, first two. So, oh, that's right. I lent you the other two. Yeah. So, he lent me them, and I watched them, like, back-to-back pretty much, or one night and then the next, and, um, and then saw Clerks 3 the next day, and fuck, dude... It was amazing. Oh, it was. I did not see that coming at all. That is a tearjerker in itself. Absolutely. Um, and like for that not to be on the list, that's just how much those other movies made me cry. But this one fucked me up. Like, but so, see, you found a way to put it in there anyway. And so good. Like while staying true, it was just such a nice tribute to the franchise. Um, I loved it. I loved it, and I expected to like it. You know, but for it to hit me the way that it did, I did, I yeah. did not see it coming. I, I just remember coming out and like telling people about it, like, "What the fuck?" Like that shit just blindsided me. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So surprise wise, that's the biggest for Absolutely. me. Absolutely, I love you. So you're, and I get to blame you for what I get to do now. So I have listed here Clerks Three, and then I have something listed underneath <laughs> this. If Ernest picks clerks three um because i was like i shouldn't go negative with surprise because you can go negative or positive and i was like i'll leave it to a coin toss in earnest hands i already know what it is so the whale is my biggest surprise oh, movie i of thought the it year. was gonna be don't worry darling no no because i i actually like don't worry darling more than the whale um the more i look back and think on the whale i like it less and less i will point out it has nothing to do with Brendan Fraser's performance. All the praise he's getting is warranted. He's phenomenal. Any problems I have with the movie have nothing to do with him. The movie itself is just designed to make you feel sad and cry. And that's about it. Like he sat down and said, I'm going to write a sad story today. Exactly. <laughs> and like, it's an adaptation of a stage play. Um, well, then that writer. <laughs> and i hear the play is good and i can't i can't Dude, comment on that it, it's also it's a great i see how you see that play and think i want to make that a movie yeah totally yeah 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 but yeah. i'm sorry continue no, on with your point because i also want to point out i love darren aronofsky black swan and requiem for a dream are some of my favorite movies in the world what are you doing he saw this and saw all the biblical allegory shit and was like I can make it even worse than that. And I, you know what? I can't be subtle at all. I'm going to make it the whole movie's fucking identity. And he did. And oh my fucking God, does it make this movie almost unwatchable? The more I think about it, I'm just like, what did I watch? Did I like this? I love Brendan Fraser and I can watch that man act. I, I watched him as a caveman that was unthawed. I watched him as a weird jungle man. <laughs> I can watch him in this. And he's, again, he is excellent. And any nominations he gets, any awards he gets, 
well-deserved. I don't want it to be thought that I am pointing any hate towards him, but this movie itself, I do find for the most part, almost lazy. Um, it is riding on the coattails of just emotion. It is, tr- and it's not even warranted because that emotion you're getting is from Brendan Fraser. And I know that's part of the movie, but it's his performance. It's not just the lines of dialogue. It's him delivering it. Um, I, and again, this is a surprise because I thought I was going to love this movie. I was really looking forward to it. I was so, I'm here for the Renaissance, whatever he's fucking, and he's got a Marty Scorsese movie supposed to be coming out later this year. I'm fucking here for it. Um, I love Darren Aronofsky. His last film mother was a mind fuck. And I really enjoyed that. And he was just as religiously pretentious in that movie, but he was fun with it. It was like a really weird puzzle box. Um, but here, He's like, I showed you that one review on Letterboxd. I'm not going to quote it because it's not my review. Um, I really wanted to like it more. And before this point, I would have said the biggest negative surprise for me was Don't Worry, Darling. Um, But I didn't like that movie when it came out, and that didn't change at all. Mm -hmm. I I don't hate it. I do not hate it. There's some really good shots in that movie. And it's really hard to hate a Florence Pugh performance. But you hate the whale. I'm getting there. It sounds like it. It's getting there. No, like and like I, this I is liked it, this is the, the most like I'm letting it out. And now that I'm letting it out, give it another few days. I might it be fine. Good. Yeah. yeah like yeah. Exactly. Because like when I when we had our whole rant about mimic, I was l- a lot less like hateful towards it a few days later. Sometimes you just gotta let it out. It's the same thing as like, hey man, you're pissing me off. I need you to know that. Uh, on our next episode, I'm gonna ask you like, how you feel about the whale, bro? That's fine. That's fair. That's completely fair, man. Because <laughs> I I did I enjoyed the movie. I'm not gonna hate you for I it. Liked it. I'm yeah, not gonna hate yeah. you for. Yeah, I and I'll say it here. If you're giving this movie five stars, I wish I saw what you saw. Um, or honestly, maybe you should see more movies. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I didn't give it five stars. I know you didn't. Yeah. I know you did. I'm not, and I'm not, and I don't want you to think of coming at you. I'm not honestly coming for anybody. But this it, is me yeah. literally being like, hey, Darren Aronofsky, you can do better. I want more from you. And when he puts out his next movie, despite what I'm saying here, I'm going to be there day fucking one. I love me some Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. Um, I just expected better. And Brendan Fraser did bring a lot more than you would even think he could. He's I, would, I would also expand it to the performances because um, I forget her first name. I'm so sorry. Miss Hong. I was going to say Sadie Sink. Cause, like, she's good. Sadie Sink is good in it. Um, They're all good, yeah, but yeah. like none of them are like as great as Brendan Pizza Fraser. Pizza Man was great. <laughs> I love Pizza Guy. Pizza Guy, dude. We need um, more stuff. But if you have a complaint about being, me being negative, Ernest literally pushed me to it. If you have a complaint about Chris being negative, then you can find us at lifeisstorytelling at gmail.com. My we look man. forward to any feedback that you have. But you have to watch everything everywhere, everywhere all at once first. Um, I need confirmation. I need a screenshot. <laughs> but my next award, um, I want to give a little little stuff here. I've been listening to nothing but movie soundtracks for the last two weeks. Um, and I, I don't think I've told you about it. I, I've told some people whenever we see a movie in theaters, whether I'm with y'all or I see it by myself, whatever, it's like my own tradition now to put the soundtrack on when I drive home from the theater. It's like wallowing around in the emotions of the vibe of the film just while you're thinking about it. Unless it's really bad. I did not listen to the soundtrack for Don't Worry Darling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> not saying the soundtrack's bad, but I'm talking about the movie. Um, but I, 
this I put a lot of work into, and honestly, I was listening to the soundtracks today because I still didn't have a winner picked because my nominations, I love each fucking one. Um, but before I get to those, Ernest, best music. Lay it All on All right. Us. So uh, my first nominee is Don't Worry Darling. <laughs> that's why i reedified i was like i'm not hating the soundtrack it's the movie yeah um no it is it is uh aside from a a few other things it is one of the redeeming qualities of that movie um i i love the 50s feel to it and when i think that's what drove us drove us to watch it yeah (laughs) and florence Pugh. and when it switches to the more serious stuff and you get the actual score it did a wonderful job of telling you how you should feel right there yeah it was just where it led that it ended up lacking um next up i have rrr um so there are musical numbers in this um sometimes they just break out into song but i mean there's so many things in this fucking movie Mm. but once in a while they'll break out into song that's only one aspect of it though as you're going through it um the sound as well but the music is so driving Mm. like it it drives you to where you need to be and then the fucking things that go down on the screen fucking drive you back home it's so wonderfully done uh, number three is Pinocchio. Um, oh, man. Uh, yeah, again, musical numbers in that one that are really good, but the score itself is really, really well done. Um, you can tell that there was a lot of care. Absolutely. There, for sure. And um, last one I have is Intergalactic. Um, it's Cuddy, baby. Um, it's not just because I'm a fan of his, but you can tell that he went into this project with the intent to not only deliver like a great film, but also um, that the music was going to be obviously important to this project. Um, Yeah. So again, done with care and done very well. Um, So I'm giving this one to don't worry, darling, actually. Uh, you should see Chris's face right now, man. Yeah, yeah. I I think Talk it about was, a low bar. I think it was really, really well done. Not a low bar. God, he's using old music for an old time setting. It doesn't influence the story at all. I, and like I said, the score comes in and well, does that's a fine. very, go on. very that's good fine. job. So to be fair, then all I did is just criticize the soundtrack itself. Oh, okay. score. There you go. But also, again, like it's it is like best music and it does so well to paint the vibe throughout all of this um, because the vibe in a lot of this too is like the majority of what you have with this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, it's definitely one of the strongest aspects of it. And I feel like some of it wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the score. So that's fair. Um, score so, is very important to a movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, uh, yeah, the score along with the music choices that they had. Spot. I was on. gonna say as you as you announced it as your winner, I I was f- thrown back to the time when we watched it and you just kept singing one of the songs. I don't remember which one it was. Yeah, it's, but you were singing it over and over. It's the the hubba hubba. hubba there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hubba now, yeah. Proving okay, why it shouldn't now. be on any list at the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> no, no hate. That, that's cool. Oh god. Um, oh god. Oh god. Sorry. So. 
and you're gonna really come out and say you didn't fit Cuddy on there because you're not a you're a fan. Um, it's fine. It's not anyway, me. So best music. I'm already. I do have Kid Cuddy for Intergalactic. <laughs> <laughs> um, that soundtrack is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kid Cuddy's really good. Um, I kind of forgot he was. I never doubted it. I just haven't listened to him in a minute. That's not me avoiding it. It just didn't happen. A lot of my music is influenced by like emotion and shit. Like, if I'm feeling a certain way, I'm going to listen to this, this and that, 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 that. I don't know. Um, but this is the first time I've, I've listened to Kid Cudi in a minute. And it was an absolute delight. Um, I will give a little spoiler here. There's nowhere else you're going to see Intergalactic on any of my awards. Um, so I do just want to shout out that it is a very good movie. I actually loved it a lot. He is the best at humming. That's fair. In the world. He probably He's the that's, best hummer ever okay yeah yeah uh, <laughs> he d- he does very well um and i love not only the soundtrack but the score here because obviously he does he's doing all the music and he just creates this little like pocket dimension of what i'm going to call the cuddyverse <laughs> and i do hope we get more i don't need a sequel to this story specifically because i do think it ends on a decent note and we don't need more of it yeah, yeah. um but i love how down to earth this story was and honestly going from my memory of listening to kid cuddy a lot when i was younger um the vibe of this film and the soundtrack and everything was exactly what i thought it would feel like just watching a kid cuddy movie yeah man and like in the best possible way i don't yeah. mean that negatively at all um and the animation manages to stand out because uh, at first i was like this just looks exactly like spider-verse I told you. Um, but when you watch it it is it is quite different yeah and it's very much its own thing and you've heard, I, i've definitely praised and like talked about adult animation before um i love because this is literally essentially just a love story mm-hmm. um there are some certain emotions and stuff that are heightened with certain effects and whatnot. Um, I love how down to earth this movie is. Yeah. Pun intended for the name. Um, <laughs> I love that we don't have the same one. We had one who would have guessed it was Kid Cuddy. Yeah. Um, so, and this is like my redemption. And I was like, I have this here. I was like, okay, this will, this will cover up for the meanness I just did. So my second nomination is the score from the whale by rob simonson man i didn't see that coming it's it is for my money one of the best scores hands down this year because if there's two things i took away from that movie it is brendan fraser's performance and that score because it is haunting it is dark Mm. um the opening scene of the movie which is very powerful but again not subtle when it's zooming in on the black square on a zoom call right 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 um and obviously it's like we're diving into his world because he's a shut-in no one can see him um that is heightened so much by the score there i i've listened to the score a lot in the last few weeks and it is so it carries just as much emotion as brendan fraser's performance and it's insane it's really really good see i can say nice things about things i don't like um (laughs) My next one is Banshees of Inishirin. The, the score is done by Carter Burwell. Fire. Um, it is phenomenal. It is so good. When it gets really Irish, it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> um, when it gets like really dark and everything, like it's just, it is a tone setter. And like you were talking about the Don't Worry Darling soundtrack being like, it, there's parts where it's going to make you, where it's like obviously trying to make you feel a certain way or something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this soundtrack... It's hard to explain it. And I mean it the, the same way as the whale there. Um, 
I think it does exactly what a score should do, and it doesn't force you into any emotions. It just adds onto the emotion that's being conveyed while you're watching the cinema. And it's just such a perfect, a perfect blend of like sound, music, and performances that it really drives home um, the story of everything. And then my last nomination is Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for the score of Bones and All. Very good. It's phenomenal, dude. It's so fucking good. Oh my god! And I remember watching the movie and not remembering much of it, other than obviously there's a clear song. It's like the only like actual song in there um, towards the end. But especially after listen- listening to it afterwards, everything you love about the movie is echoed in the score. Like there's quiet moments. There's moments of severe intensity. You can you can literally pick up just like lostness and like all the all these things from the movie in this score and it's beautiful and you can tell in certain moments that it's made by a guy who was part of nine inch nails or is <laughs> nine inch nails rather um and for me the winner is bones and all and i made that decision an hour before i came here today that's that's a good choice it is these i love all of these scores dude <laughs> i'm not kidding because uh, i want to highlight how much i love the whale score i did tear up listening to that alone it is very good. It's very good. And music's important. But you know what else is important? Cinematography. It's pretty important. Ernest, give us your nominees, bro. It is what you're seeing on the screen. It is. So I did look up what cinematography was. <laughs> Just to make it. I okay. mean, like what it, I, I want it, not what it is. Like I, I know what it is. I've spoken on it a lot. It's like how to, um, like what I needed to focus in on to pick and it's like the way that they visually tell the story right that's what it pretty much boils down to and you're right it is very important so um my first one here is after sun um man again there are just such creative shots here and i gave props to it when we did the review that you can have um nice scenery and still find a way to present the story in a unique way. <laughs> and I love it when that's done. And I think this is a prime example of that because they are in this really beautiful place. So you can make any place on the beach look nice. You know what I that's mean? That's true. Yeah. They make Jersey Shore look nice on the fucking thing. Hold on there. But I'm just kidding. I've never been there. I, I think love that, you, Kevin Smith. That's where they had that uh, MTV stuff. Yes, anyway. indeed. Um, <laughs> But yeah, this is a prime example of that, and and again, that shot through the TV just fucking sticks. With oh, it's me. amazing! Um, the rave scene, stuff like that, for sure. Uh, next one is everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, if you haven't heard, I like this movie a little bit, uh, but no, we talked about some of the strengths there, like some of the main scenes that stick out to me. Um, and again, it probably has like my favorite scene to look at, like ever um with the faces all changing um that scene with the head tilt and the like a radio dial and uh with the daughter and just oh man there's so much to see here um again like the editing in this is just insane fantastic seems impossible (laughs) and the way that symmetry is used throughout this entire movie and then like how it's just blasted away in certain parts it's so 
strategically and uniquely done. I love it. I love it. Um, next one is Avatar The Way of Water. Um, holy shit, that is beautiful, man. Of course. Wow. Wow. Like, even though uh, I, I didn't love everything about this movie, um, it's undeniably one of the best looking things I've ever seen. But not only is it just very pretty to look at, but there was also some awesome shots in that. Mm-hmm. Like this movie was very much made to look at. <laughs> and um, yeah, cause you could again have these beautiful things in the background, but they do find just ways to fill the screen with, plenty of wonderful things not just like this one nice thing that's going on mm. so it's very appreciated throughout um and last we have rrr um it's one of the prettiest movies i've probably ever seen dude and again it's so over the top like the things that happen there's uh, I've said it before, like a layer of cheese to this. You know, there there are some so much things that is like over the top, but um, man, it's done so well. Uh, it's it's so pretty. The colors that they use, the um, the way that they use lighting in this is just masterful. Um, the fire and the water are just fucking insane. And when they decide to like animate something, it's it's done like to where you, you can tell it's CG, but it's it's done so well with everything else that's going on in the shot that it, it seems seamless, um, even though it's fucking ridiculous when it's happening. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. For this one, I'm going to give it two. Uh, so I actually had two underlined here, which is how I marked my winners on my list. Um, and it was everything, everywhere, all at once. And RRR. And I'm going to give it to RRR. Okay. Yeah. Shows it a is. lot when you pick something out of pity. It is. I'm just kidding. I'm fucking no, with, I'm man, fucking with no, you. Fucking but with that's, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, you hear how high, like I said, Everything Everywhere All at Once has my probably my favorite scene to look at. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Um But you these nominees are picked there for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Um but like overall and the attention that's given to the cinematography in this is is just it it's off the charts, man. That's it's awesome, crazy. Man. I can't wait for you to see that. <laughs> I am looking forward to it. Um I've definitely heard it is insane. So my best cinematography um my nominees are envelope alex um my first nomination is all quiet on the western front um the german war film it is a war film doesn't need to be pretty and it's not like pretty like oh i'm gonna go look at this pretty war it's very (laughs) dark and like there's just a lot of scene there's like a lot of haunting imagery Mm. um you played bloodborne with us like it's like hauntingly beautiful and like there's scenes where like maybe there's a soldier who gets lost in, the, in this forest and like in one shot you feel the emptiness and fear of just being le- like and he's in enemy territory and it's completely quiet and all you hear is him breathing. Terrifying. Um, 
Oh, I was looking at the wrong one there. Banshees of Inishirin. Very easy to give this one a nomination because the location alone. <laughs> yeah, um, but for my money, towards the end, especially like the final shot with them just staring out at the water, having that final conversation, that alone, I that's that's one I'm going to remember from the year. Where's that's the cool. horizon on that one? Oh, shit, after we watch it. It's at the top. I hope so. Yeah. I note that now. <laughs> Because of the fable moons. Yeah, man. Um, and then I have, big shocker here, After Sun. You heard us talk a lot about After Sun. Maybe you should go watch it. Um, it's not three hours long. <laughs> um, man, it's worth it. Oh, uh, so I did not mean RRR only. Like, oh. a lot of these are, like, over two hours. Yeah, I yeah, just picked yeah. the longest one. I'm sorry. My bad. Because, <laughs> like, literally, All Quiet on the Western Front is two and a half hours. Banshees of Inishirin is, like, 220 um after sun's like an hour and 40 yeah man and like it's it's a neatly packed emotional ride and, and the shots in that are a big they're gorgeous uh, and it's insane like how you receive that exactly story. exactly because yeah. the the movie needs the cinematography to do what it's doing and the it goes above and beyond to give you the story that you're being presented with and from i i think i'm gonna be remembering the sh- shots from this movie for years to come yeah um and then my last one a new a movie i've recently caught up with is bardo a false chronicle of a handful of truths so this is a film from the director of birdman and when you start watching it it looks like you're watching a scene from scenes from birdman as as soon as you said birdman i was like that's probably beautiful (laughs) (laughs) there is um it's it's gorgeous it is gorgeous um and there there are some shots in here without giving away too much that it just they they will stick with you um it is a man on a journey and you're on this journey and you see so many different things in different ways it's beautiful where can one watch that um oh it's on netflix nice yeah 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 watch that on netflix tell us the name once more bardo a false chronicle of a handful of truths just look up bardo i'm I'm interested you should you should definitely check it out i like pretty things in my eyes um and it's definite. And uh, what I was really because I had watched this right after watching All Quiet on the Western Front, mm-hmm. which is a very powerful, really dark um, story, but it is told in a conventional way, like point A to point B. Bardo is not a conventional story. <laughs> just tug you around. He huh? he's like y'all like Birdman. Let me let me get weirder with it. And like <laughs> <laughs> um, the word self indulgent is thrown around a lot because it is quite. It could be described as a story of the director's life. We're getting a lot of that recently. Um, and it's pretty much putting it lightly, but it's a ride. It's it's an absolute ride. But my winner for best cinematography is All Quiet on the Western Front. There, There's no need, and it might be more of a surprise factor, because I did not think I was going to like this movie that much. Mm-hmm. Um, to emphasize how little I knew about the movie, I thought it was an American-made film. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, all right, let's go watch Steve Rogers march on it. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, this movie's gorgeous. Um, I, you can look at almost any shot from this film, and there's no need for a war film to look like this. Mm. But the fact that it does, it's and it adds such a haunting level of just expertise to it. It's beautiful. Nice. Um, and this one's also on Netflix. Uh, but next up. These are some pretty big ones coming up. But Ernest, Best Supporting Actress. Let's see what you got. All right. So uh, first we have Janelle Monet for Glass Onion. 
Nice. Um, and she plays a a big part here, but I feel like she's kind of uh, second potato oh. to our main man. For sure, it's it's hard to. You're absolutely right. Right, right. And I like that everyone besides him is supporting to me. So Janelle Monet again, it's just fantastic to see her like on the big screen absolutely. and to be fucking crushing it because the way that she just so seamlessly goes between these different characters that she plays and the way that oh man, drunk drunk her oh, like dude, it's two, great. two different versions of drunk her and they're both like spot on like oh, amazing man so good it's so good it's so good all right so next we have stephanie hasu uh from everything everywhere all at once again uh it's such a relatable character but only do they get to that level when you have a good performance behind it um and i feel like this this one uh, again like almost like, like playing two completely different characters. You look her up on IMDb and it has a slash and also says uh, Jobu Tsubaki. You know? No, it doesn't. Does it really? Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. It says she plays Joy and also... I got you, got Yeah. You. So, like, I mean, and the way she just flips from one to the other and, again, like, that always impresses me. Especially um, for an actress who's not more well-known. And for both of them to have sh- such depth and be able to convey emotion in that way is just, absolutely it's it's nuts. Um, so the next one here, mixing it up a little bit, Jamie Lee Curtis from Everything Everywhere. All wow, you double dipped. <laughs> I'm sorry, I did, I did. Um, it's not unwarranted. Jamie Lee's wonderful. Man, uh, again, uh, just one of my favorite performances here. I love. When she goes into her pro wrestler mode and sucks in her gut. Oh, dude, it's and hilarious. Like, ah! And then, like, when they're like, uh, is that pro wrestling? She's going for a backbreaker. <laughs> oh, dude, dude. It's amazing. But, like, yeah, her choosing to um, do her own stunts um, and for those stunts to be awesome. They're and, so good. Um, from her to go from that serious to that just insane like haunting a character because even though it's like pretty funny mm-hmm. it's still like there's a creepiness to it absolutely very well done um she staples her fucking forehead lastly here we have angela bassett in black panther wakanda forever wow i feel like she's she's gonna be a winner of a lot of things <laughs> she just won at the golden globes for best supporting actress um and i mean for good fucking reason oh for sure no um, one's gonna argue she that. comes on that screen and commands bro and it's not only the character because her character is so powerful um i i love a good character in the marvel universe that is powerful without fighting you know what i mean yeah and she is man she is such a a queen you know what i mean and she oh you feel it like you do man they they have that scene in the trailer about her, her family's gone, and you feel that shit, dude. Dude, when she stands up at that meeting, like, oh fuck, it's incredible. And and she speaks with such force, mm-hmm. you you feel that shit like it's from her gut, bro. Absolutely, I I love it. Um, so my winner here is Angela Bassett. I so uh, before you go on, Panther. I'm gonna love that the odds were stacked in everything, everywhere, all at once's favor. 
and they lost. Good shit. I, I mean, yeah, but I, I have to, though. Oh, man. for sure. She's great. Um, he changed it when he saw the Golden Globe nomination. Around, so <laughs> around so many things that I did like about that movie, um, there's that Marvel usual stuff that we get with it as well. Um, and her performance was just such a standout. Um, and, oh. It's just those words fly at you and smack Absolutely. you in the chest with the velocity of a mm. fucking fastball, bro. Like, oh, it's powerful. I love it. I love it. It's it's such a good performance, and I'm not surprised that she's like cleaning cleaning up at award shows. And For stuff. sure, she yeah. she is wonderful. Um, I did not get her on my list of nominations, but she's great and she deserves all the love. Um, for my best supporting actress, I have Stephanie Hsu. From Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I have Kiki Palmer from Nope. She was an honorable mention. I can't believe you double dipped instead of giving Kiki Palmer even a moment of your time. I had to. You didn't. (laughs) That's a girl for Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm sorry. Even comparing those performances, at least for me, (laughs) but it's fine. Um, Carrie Condon from Banshees of Inoshirin. And then... This next one is from my favorite superhero movie of the year, um, 2022 to be specific, and that is Zoe Kravitz from The Batman. Um, I do want to, because again, The Batman's not going to come back up, a little spoiler. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, I do think is quite good. I I, I loved The Batman. Um, honestly, it's like one of the best superhero movies, in my opinion, to come out in the last few years. Um it's really good <laughs> and she's really good as Catwoman. um no hate to Anne hathaway but i don't know uh but for my money my winner for this award is and it, honestly this wasn't very hard for me um it was carrie condon for banshees of inishirian um she carries so much weight in that film and her arc and everything i just thought it was just handled really well. And then her, her, she has a scene that I know you brought up when we reviewed Banshees of it With Barry. With Barry. Yeah. Where he makes it a declaration of sorts. And she handles it in the sweetest, most sincere way. Um, and you read, you can read the emotion on her face. And absolutely. how it kind of like absolutely. touches her too. Like, and it's like oh, the only time her tone so is like that either. Like it's just so warm and mm. inviting. And I... I just loved her performance so much. She's I great. saw that movie twice, and each time I came away thinking of her the most. Um, that and Fingers and a Donkey. <laughs> if you want more more on that, either watch, listen to our episode or watch the movie. Or watch the movie and listen to our episode. Support us. Um, so next, <laughs> since we've now gotten supporting actress out of the way, Ernest, best leading actress. All right. So didn't see this one coming. Michelle Yeoh from Everything Everywhere. I thought you meant the award. I was like, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. It's just, um, yeah, her performance is amazing in this. Absolutely. Um, And I I also feel like she plays, I mean, of course, this award is all about playing your part so well. Mm -hmm. But, like, I forget for so long that she's a fucking action star. Until they bust it out in the movie, man. Yeah, man. And for her to just have me tripped into thinking that she's, you know, this like stressed, um, you know, Chinese national in like 
you know, that came overseas and started a laundromat with her husband. Like she sells it, bro. And then, and then she comes out of that fucking room and takes that shield and spins it around her back and all that stuff. And I'm like, that's fucking Michelle. That's her. I love her. I forgot. (laughs) Oh, it's great. I also love that. Um, one of her other timelines is just her as like, yeah, actually literally her movie star. (laughs) It is literally Michelle. It's great. Um, so number two here, Kate Blanchett. For no um, Pinocchio. Uh, no. Dude, I was going to like, here's like, here comes the joke. For Tar. Um, man. Yeah. Very. She is, she is just Tar for that two hours. Is there no longer her cheekbones? They're uh, Tar's cheekbones. They're Tar's cheekbones, dude. No, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. She lost me so much there at the beginning, but only because she's playing her part so well. Like, she wasn't afraid to leave you, you know? And, man, especially to play, um, you know, because she's almost kind of like the bad guy of the story. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, for, for her to play that and you see how she's trying to, like, convince herself, like, no, I I got this. I should be doing this. Mm-hmm. Um doing all of this whilst having all those extra things going on, the hand stuff, all those things. There's just so much to it. it yeah, amazing performance. Um, all right. Next up, uh, Mia Goth in Pearl. Um, I've talked about that fucking monologue, man. Uh, but it's, it's more than that. Um, she conveys insane insanity with such conviction and oh man it's creepy it's creepy for the majority of this movie to be shot in like the majority of it's like in broad daylight you know every once in a while we get a a dark scene where it's raining outside and they're inside having dinner and stuff like like that theater and stuff but uh so much with this and um yeah man to to see also the contrast between her character in X and here, uh, or her characters in X and here, um, it's it's just so distinct, and she does very much come into that character and gives you just a fucking crazy performance. And she just came off the heels of playing a different character in uh, X. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So like, it's yeah, it's it's one of my favorites. Um, then we have Taylor Russell. From Bones and All. Good um, pick. Yeah, yeah. It's the first thing that I've seen her in. Um, but she is she is right there, man. Her chemistry with Timothy Chalamet is off the fucking charts. And, oh, man, the way that she goes through this shit, she, I feel for her. And I feel like she brought me into that as much as the story itself did. For sure, man. Um, so, yeah, a, another really good one. Um, so I am giving this one to Mia Goth, actually. I am shocked. Yeah. But in the best way. Um man, that I that monologue pushes oh, it's incredible. pushes it over for me. Absolutely. Um but again, there's so much more than it's that. It's a full glass and then you get there and it's overflowing. Yeah, man. I'm a fucking star. <laughs> oh, I love She's it. She's not, but I'm just kidding. I love it, dude. Oh man. She she is so crazy <laughs> like and it 
there's so many parts to this too like at the end where she's just staring at the camera like trying to fucking smile yeah like during the credits it's haunting yeah yeah and i i feel like she's not gonna get any love at these award shows um i feel like she deserves it man that uh, especially like in horror uh, rarely do they give uh because tony collette in fucking hereditary should have took it that year probably <laughs> that shit was nuts but like i feel like horror performances don't um they don't always get the credit that they do horror is not that like they horror is looked at almost like comedy yeah yeah and um but man the performance here is was just a real standout for me obviously mm. giving it my award it but, was a shining pearl yeah <laughs> um so i kicked my like i was kicking myself over this because i was like i had my i had three here and i was like who's the fourth who am i forgetting and i had this blank for days Mia Goth. and it was it was literally me oh really and i was like man I, I even watched and i was like i know ernest probably didn't forget about her and i watched this more recently how did i forget about pearl <laughs> so i do have mia goth as pearl nice. for everything ernest just said dude awesome. um and to even add on her to because she plays the same character but older in per, I mean in X, but then she also plays a different character in X, and she's gonna be playing that character again in Maxine. She's doing a lot of a lot of stuff all with one little franchise. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. wild. It's so <laughs> weird that a franchise was born and made in one year, because you just need to make more than one movie. Yeah, and like both of those came out in twenty twenty. No, oh, wow. Way off. 2022. And we're going to get this one like pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be 2023. It is wild. Or it might be 2024. I don't know. Um, but that is insane. Uh, but, of course, you have to have Mia Goth on here. I agree with you. I don't see the Oscars giving her much love. The internet is praising her, so I hope she cares about that. <laughs> the horror community as a whole recognizes what she's done here. Yeah. Infinity um, Pool. Looking forward to that. I also have Michelle Yeoh from Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Again, for everything you just said, she she's asked to do a lot here. And it's a balancing act that a lot of actors, actresses, just, they, they probably, a lot of, a lesser per- person couldn't have pulled it off like she did. Yeah. And she makes it quite special. Um, Kate Blanchett. You already said Pinocchio. I couldn't think of another one from <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. No, uh, from Tar. Um, she's incredible, dude. There's so many moments where she's cold to somebody and rude to them. And then it'll be the next scene. Like you, you see, she's so like professional and uptight about things, but then you get her with her students and you see her being passionate about the things she's teaching. And it's a completely like, like she's changing hats to just show that she loves her work. Cause you're right. It is almost like she is the bad guy of sorts in this story. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously it's not about there being a bad guy, but this, she just does so much with what she's asked to do. And then you get these really sweet and there's, there's only a few of them. They're pretty short, but then it's just a whole nother hat when she's around her daughter. Yeah. And you almost forget about like, oh, she's an ass. <laughs> and because you could tell she wants, she, she thinks the world of her daughter and she wants to teach her music. She wants to bring her into her musical world. And that's a big thing for her. And you just, you feel that in this performance. Um, and then I have Tang Wei from Decision to Leave. You you should watch it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the lead actor is quite good, but holy fuck, this movie doesn't work without her for very obvious reasons. She's at the very center of the issue, like the, the plot mm-hmm. you will say. Um, 
she's able to be hilarious. Uh, she's able to be pretty freaky. And she's also able to be somebody you just completely empathize with. All while a lot of murdering is happening. Um, she's really good here. Um, and I, she was my takeaway from the movie. And I, I just had to bring her here because... Uh, the decision to leave is getting a lot of love on the awards circuit um, in the international area, but I, I don't I don't know how well the performances are varying. And like we talked about the Oscars, like being not the like the make it or break it thing. That is a little bit of a different story for like international films because those things don't get those things don't come across overseas if the companies don't think they're going to make any money. And awards matter a lot to people looking at that. Mm-hmm. So. I just, I just hope she gets a lot of love, and I hope that movie keeps getting a lot of love. But I picked Tar. <laughs> Kate Blanchett from Can't Tar. Blame you, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, she just plays uh, such a good Hella from Thor Ragnarok. Um, <laughs> no, Kate Blanchett's incredible. She has been in the conversation almost as equally as Brendan Fraser, but on the actress side, and I. I hope she gets all the love. She does already have this award, so I won't be, I won't hate if she doesn't win it. Mm-hmm. Um, I of course would love to see Michelle Yeoh. We're both kind of just hoping Mia Goth gets a nom. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, that's all I want. Um, but at the same time, it's a hard year to talk about snubs when there's so many good performances. So many. So many. Um, but absolutely. Um, I love Kate Blanchett, and Tar just blew me away in ways I did not expect. But Ernest, on to the next one. Best Supporting Actor. So, I I have to apologize for this next one. Cause we, uh, Is it just the cast of Everything Everywhere? Well, we talked, about, <laughs> we talked about double dipping and, you know, and not spreading the love when That's we were talking about Game Awards and stuff like that, but... So, okay, I'm just going to do it. So, for There has to only be two. Go on. For best supporting actor, uh we have first Paul Dano from Fablemans. Um again, his performance there is just so good and the his character, the way that he deals with things and the way that you can again still see that hurts on him as he's going through these things with his family is just insane amazing um he he's spot on with it and to see the diversity that he has because he plays so many different types of characters too um it's it's wild so i'm gonna very much that dad just to add on here it's completely fine that you have some supporting actor he is up for best lead actor Oh, okay. I was thinking... It makes sense. No, it makes complete sense. Because I was thinking... Because you would think lead, you have to be the main... Yeah. No, I know. Would be... I know. Um, For some reason, and maybe it's just something I didn't know before, because also, I was looking at Michelle Williams for supporting actress. Mm -hmm. She's up for lead actress. For She's the mom in Fableman. Mm -hmm. I don't know how all that works. Um, So I'm not hating on it. Just to explain some confusion that might come from my knobs. Yeah, when I think of it, it's like... um, other than the main character or main characters, you know? And then, I, I mean, I know it is the family itself. The I only guess, thing I can think of is Paul Dano has more screen time than the main character. Does he? You're forgetting that he's a child through half the movie. Yeah, but it focuses on that child a lot. I don't know. I've only seen it the one time. I, I know. I know I, 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 <laughs> and this is, that's, so, so also, that's me guessing. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah. All right. 
So uh, next we have Barry Kogan from Banshees. Um, dude, he sold that shit. He did, and it's um, so weird. It's he a was such point. an asshole. And then so endearing all of a sudden. And then um, he has a very like small part in this. I'm definitely sure that he is a supporting actor. <laughs> For sure with him. Oh, he is. Um, oh, yeah. Cause, cause, so this I don't movie know how has, this shit works. This but. movie has two leading actors. <laughs> no, yeah. Because so. Colin Farrell and Barry, um, the other guy, are Michael, Brendan Gleeson, are both lead actors. There you go. You got it. Um, but yeah, man, uh, for the small part that he does play in this, it's definitely uh, so important to the story. And he uh, is damn sure not overshadowed in any part that he's in. Even when he is standing off to the side, like just the way he's standing and moving and looking around, like it's all just so that character. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, next, we have uh, Kihi Kwan from everything everywhere all at once didn't see that one coming did you bastards um he gives one of the uh, most endearing performances of the year for me um he makes me cry every fucking time every fucking time i'm rooting for you and last here we have uh paul dano in the batman um you did the worst kind of double dipping. Man, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I thought about it a lot, bro. I, that's why I apologize. Okay, so I with. thought you were putting the the father from Everything Everywhere. No, <laughs> it's. I mean, it's okay. These are we're giving shout outs to performances. That's the whole point. Yeah, no, man. Um, he's he's, the, and I'm also just stoked because I'm very pleasantly excited to see another mention of the Batman. He is. He is so insanely insane they <laughs> start singing shit, the santa maria yeah. oh dude that's and that's what made me be like no nah, he needs to be up there like that specifically but there's so much more that goes with it like his fucking laugh his fucking creepiness man his eyes have never looked so dead to me and like how do you just put on dead eyes i don't know I don't know, but he does it. Paul Dano, tell us. Like, fuck, dude. Oh, it's it's such a creepy performance. It is. Um, the the whole vibe. He he nails the vibe of that movie because that movie does have a very specific vibe that Absolutely. it's going for. Absolutely. And he is the perfect villain in this. Um, what an interesting way to do the Riddler. And I heard about the behind the scenes like input that he had behind this, like. That motherfucker, he, he shot that iPhone scene, like where he's doing the recording, mm -hmm. uh, talking to Batman on FaceTime or whatever. <laughs> that sounds ridiculous, but, but I mean, uh, it is. It's, a, it's a thing. Um, he shot that. He like made them reshoot that like a hundred times. Oh, wow. Okay. But until he got one that he liked mm -hmm. and stuff like he, his heart was in that shit and it showed big time. Uh, so definitely stuck with me, <laughs> obviously, throughout the year. And then Barry Kogan's the Joker. Yes, yes. Oh, man. Little, just like a little in tie in. Spot. Yeah, 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 dude, it's crazy. Um, so, my winner here is Kihi Kwan from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Okay. Yeah, man. Um, fuck. Oh, he came out of nowhere. He came out of nowhere, and it's so good to see him again. He apparently but, stopped, like, giving up on acting. Yeah, he wasn't even trying to get jobs or anything. And then this came across his desk, and thank you for that. Um, not to say that, you know, somebody else couldn't have taken this role and, and played it well, 
but he uh, this is so him absolutely um, i can't imagine anybody else doing this fuck one. man like his well, now but. his voice is so perfect like it's it's i it makes me love him even more absolutely <laughs> and his when he has hurt on his face it hurts me you know like there's never an instance where he feels bad about something or he gets turned down or something that like i i don't feel bad for him but at no point does he make you feel like you should feel bad for me because he handles it so well and when he does turn it around like you feel that warmth from him it's it's just like i said the most endearing performance to me it it definitely made me feel the most with that man especially Um, with everything you said about him earlier yeah 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 that that i do relate to the character definitely puts a little bit of a bias here but just Every that is gonna have a bias. and i would love to see him in more stuff same yeah. he has to get more stuff from this yeah he has to he has to yeah he has to um but going on to my best supporting actor so kihi kwan from everything everywhere all at once for he's reasons a, he's all right <laughs> I do also have Barry, Co- uh, Barry Kogan from Banshees of Inishirin. It's such a different performance. And he's so like, and you're right, he's an asshole. And like, we brought it up when we reviewed the movie. That dude's like in his 30s and like that, he was portraying a character almost like he was a young teen, like a, an older teenager. And so, just, e- so easily. His voice, yeah. again, the use of his voice in yeah, yeah, yeah. is just so it's well insane. done. But it's insane. Yeah, but it is really good. It's great. Um, <laughs> and then I have Brian Tyree Henry from Causeway. Dude, I wish I would have seen it now. Ah, it's all good because I heard I'm hearing great things about that performance. It is the standout. No hate to Jennifer Lawrence. I'm glad she's back. Um, not that she went anywhere. She was pregnant. She had a kid. <laughs> yeah, she was yeah. gone. <laughs> but um, I just want you. You talk about. And I do want to see um, Kiki Kwan in more stuff, but I need people to give Brian Tyree Henry media roles. Yeah, because he is. Dude, he's like with everything we see him, and he's getting better. Like we lo- like we talked about Bullet Train. He's hilarious, yeah, and like there's dude. even some emotionality to it. Fuck yeah. Um, I love Atlanta. He's great in that, and like just seeing. I just he's so good here, and it's like the most I've seen him get in a movie. Um, and there's like emotionality to it, and some like a lot for him to do with it and dude just knocks it out of the fucking park. Oh, that's great. I wish the movie was a little better, (laughs) but the movie is good. There's no hate towards the movie. Um, for the most part, you're going to feel like you hung out with Jennifer Lawrence and Brian Tyree Henry, the whole movie. And that's not the worst thing in the world. I love the idea. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Um, but then for my last nominee, I have Mark Rylance from bones and all, it's never Dolly with Sully. It's never Dolly with <laughs> Sully, baby. I'm not going to forget that, man. Hell no. Nah. I I was feeling so empathetic towards him at the beginning, trying to give him benefit of the doubt. Being like, hey, man, he's just weird trying to get through the world. He is a cannibal, Chris. So are the people you loved and praised. <laughs> <laughs> he's just older, you monster. You ageist. Yeah, I just wanted you to feel that. <laughs> um, but he is definitely more than meets the eye and... Oh my God. It was, when you see his trophy, it gutted me. It absolutely gutted me. When it goes down, it goes down. It does. For sure. But, and it's our first one. I gave this to Kihi Kwan for everything, everywhere, all at once. Nice, man. Um, He's incredible. He's so good. He's asked the way, and like, obviously the daughter has to do it too. 
Um, but the way he's able to effortlessly just switch between his different characters, There's his personas. Such creative ways that he does it, too. Yeah. Like, he'll fix his glasses, and when he looks back up, like... Suddenly he's yeah. Alpha Wayman. <laughs> yeah. He eats that chapstick like a champ. Oh, fuck. <laughs> um, the fanny pack. And if I, if he shows up at the Oscars with a fanny pack, you better give him an award. Oh, <laughs> get that but, zipper in the nose, boy. Yeah, dude. Goddamn, uh, man. But he's he's excellent. Um, I do think he's already been signed up for some new some more newer roles. We'll see. Um, Shout out to his stunts too, man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He's he he does great. I do think all of these um, performances are very good, but he he definitely just stole it for me in the supporting actor category. But moving on, Ernest, best actor. All right. So first we have Colin Farrell from Banshees. Um, boy, it, it is a good time following that man along. Interesting things definitely do happen around him am i dull oh <laughs> uh, man he's so dull he's so dull <laughs> um but it's it's fantastic man even the uh, the faces that he keeps throughout this movie because uh like i said it before colin farrell is a very handsome man and he just puts on these like almost unflattering faces so that you can tell like he's just blank up there Absolutely. <laughs> like he Absolutely. does it so well so well i don't think we're rowing and the way he looks when he says <laughs> yeah dude oh my god shout out to the brows too all right next we got um paul mescal paul mescal 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 paul mescal that's fun to say from after sun Ooh, baby um oh another very relatable character but not only is the character relatable you have to have that performance behind it and this motherfucker drives it there i feel his stress so much going through this man and like although i talked about it on the review episode like although there are situations that i would have felt different i see so much or i would have done different i i see so much where he's coming from and how he got there Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just so wonderfully put out by him. Um, his chemistry with his daughter throughout this. Um, so good. So fucking good, man. And yeah, when he's lost, I felt lost with him. You know, um, when he was having those good times, like the little bit that are in there, yeah. I was I was feeling it with him too. But, oh man, damn that character for not getting up there on that stage. <laughs> um so number three i have adam sandler for hustle uh man um so i haven't seen uncut gems yet <laughs> shame on me right blasphemy i, I yell so the sky's about earnest have you seen punch but, drunk love uh, yes yes no those are supposed to be his two best roles look at me man i would say i haven't seen punch without drunk seeing love. those other ones Hustle has got to be up there, man. You, you need it's great. You, you need to see a uh, Happy Gilmore. Go on. <laughs> also great, also great. But comedies looked at like horror nowadays, you know. So, uh, <laughs> but nah, man. Um, for him, like we now know that Adam Sandler can come and give a serious dramatic performance, and you're going to feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I wanted him to be able to go home so bad. Uh, I love his charm throughout this movie, man, because this movie doesn't work without it. 
um, at no point would anybody in Spain let your English ass into the house like at fucking two o'clock in the morning and shit like if you weren't charming and he brings that shit home um oh again i felt things with this man throughout this movie uh he did he did a great job in it Uh, i love his performance here um and the last we have brendan fraser what in the well no way he's a sleeper this year that's what i (laughs) but i fucking gave the award to fucking brendan fraser man because brendan fraser god damn you you're so good um yeah man um i'm I'm sorry to anybody like that this performance is like offensive to or whatever but god he sells it man like um they're there was so much to do in this small space that he had and but he took it and he run with he ran with it uh like i say like i said in the review um this was just coach pitch like everybody was just standing around soft like underhand throws to brandon and he was just smashing them out the park like Oh, oh, those emotions that he drove home to me was fucking deep, bro. Like I felt that shit and he made sure of it. The the whole like I just want to do one good thing with my life. Yep. Like ah, bro. I it it grabbed me and just threw me up against the walls. I felt thrashed after that <laughs> performance, man. It it was wonderful. Yeah. It, it was quite good. Yeah, I so. I hear a lot of people really think that might be like the front runner. Um, so for my best actor, and this is the reason I brought it up. Uh, so I have Paul Dano from Fablemans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, these are just us trying to shout out actors and actresses, performances, favorite things. And Paul Dano, he's up for supporting actor and act and actor on our show because he's so fucking good. That's how fucking he's so good. fucking good. He was he's up so, for my supporting you actor know what? twice. He supports. <laughs> he supports his wife. He sure do be supporting. <laughs> He supports his wife, some would say, a little too long. Um, <laughs> but uh, Paul, mm-hmm. uh, Paul Dano from Fablemans. I also have Paul Mescal from, um, I have AS uh, next to it. I was about to say uh, Adult Swim, Sun. and I was so worried. You are going to say ass? After Sun. No. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was going to say Adult Swim. <laughs> um, but there is, his performance is rather quiet, and he has to do a lot of like physical acting. Um, cause through the whole, his whole performance, the big thing he's doing is showing the person who's watching the movie, what he's actually feeling, but the performance is supposed to be in a way where he's hiding it from his daughter. Yeah. And that is such, it sounds impossible to me cause I don't act and that like, <laughs> like, it, like, obviously we all hide things from people, but like to do that as like an acting practice to be like, okay, it's this is putting it this is the worst comparison in the world but it's the first thing that came to mind he's the dude playing the dude playing the other dude <laughs> but on like the most emotional level he actually won an award for that dude. i know he did, I know he did. Uh, talk about controversial um not with me <laughs> but uh he it is like there's just an emotionality to it and there's certain scenes where it just shows his face mm-hmm. and it's him answering a question and the balance of like he answers with a normal tone he's giving the daughter the answer she's asking for but you see the hurt and what he's having to feel while, while being asked this question yeah it's insane i don't know that we need a gladiator sequel but he's gonna be in it and i'm happy he's getting more work yeah, <laughs> 
and it's Ridley Scott. It's the same guy. So we'll see where that goes. Um, but let's see. Paul Mescal, Paul Dano. I also have Colin Farrell from Banshees of Inishirian. If you think you've seen him do everything possible with his eyebrows, you haven't. No. It's still going. It's no. still going. It's still rowing. It's so good. It's so fecking good. Um, <laughs> the Irish is just slowly <laughs> But I can't stress it. Like, he, for at least from the ones I've looked at, like the the Gotham Awards, um, Indie Spirit, whatnot, um, he is being at least nominated for Best Actor uh, in yeah. all these categories. As he should be. Absolutely. Because um, at bottom line, this is essentially like a really dark comedy. <laughs> But he, him and Brendan Gleeson managed to do something with it. And their chemistry is absolutely undeniable. Um, be nice to your friends. Give them a call. So, I, you already did the... Uh, there's no build-up. So, my other one's Brendan Fraser from The Whale. <laughs> he's, a, he's amazing. What, are, what else can you say about it? He's, he's incredible. He makes you feel the things. He's literally what I said is like the redeeming thing of the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but here's the thing you might not expect. Because I knew I had a feeling you'd give it to him. I have a feeling he's definitely taking it at the Oscars. So I'm just going to take a moment to give my award to Paul Dano. Because that is such an easy performance to look over. And he just deserves some love. And he does. Paul Dano, whenever we meet, no, I love you. Huge fan. Huge, Huge fan. fan. And he's, he's great in The Riddler. I'm so glad you brought him up. Because that just shows, like, what a year. The diversity. He played a, a heartwarming, loving father. <laughs> and the new Zodiac killer. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. But our last normal award. It's a big one. Best director. Man. This is a big one. Ernest, lay it on me. Well, I bet you, I bet you would not have guessed that I had this first guy on here. It's a uh, Guillermo del Toro. I thought you were gonna say Daniel, and I was like, Pinocchio. "There's two of them." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Guillermo del Toro, man. Uh, Pinocchio was made with such care, Absolutely. as I said before, and uh, the things that we get from the mind of this man, and such a delight, and just how involved he is with all of this, which of course is like the duty of a director. <laughs> he was supposed to be in here directing, but the joy that it like brings people to work with this man like it shows in his work absolutely um everything feels like a passion project it's so flawlessly done this movie um that it's really hard to give it to anything else here so we'll we'll circle back around to that but um next we have todd field for tar um masterful work man like again you're only gonna get more and more from it with each watch i i can i can't wait for my next one i, I go teach classes about i'm gonna, this I'm gonna wait college. i'm gonna wait i'm gonna go back to it i'm gonna try to look for things i'm gonna see what i get i'm gonna wait a little bit more i'm gonna go back to it again because wow like there's there's so much with that movie um and for it to just to be so it's it's like uh like a glass onion of sorts mm-hmm. you know like you can see through absolutely see what it is there at the middle underneath all those layers so next i have uh ryan johnson for glass on i know you you give yourself the layup and i still didn't see it coming. <laughs> yeah man um he uh, he does this so well because again it is so easy to have an ensemble cast and miss the mark um 
at no point. Uh, he he makes everybody feel so seen in this. Each character is so distinct. Um, the the cinematography. I thought about putting it up for my award here, but just the way that this is shot. Because again, you can be in a beautiful location. It's not necessarily going to be beautiful shots, but man, it's it's all used so well. Everything in this movie. And another one that you can just go back to and watch over and over again and probably see new things. Mm. I love it. Um, and then I have uh, Jordan Peele for Nope. Wow. Uh, man, again, some of the best shots that I saw all year. Um, just not the ones that got mentioned in my award, but oh, the the depth to which he presents his stories it's like instead of inwards it's like outwards like i feel like it's coming for me Mm -hmm. you know um and that's the way that i felt throughout that movie as well like the suspenseful parts of this just had my fucking shoulders above my ears bro like i was just trying to like go into a turtle shell or something it was awesome um he utilized these amazing actors and actresses um in in such unique ways that i didn't see coming the whole steven yoon thing like was so well done. and it adds context to one of the movie posters um yeah that's insane yeah dude um and the kid it's cr- oh. again the depth to yeah. which he presents Absolutely. this to us it's like it's reaching out for me like the vines from jumanji man and it just it just grabs me and ropes me in the way that he brings this whole story together and presents it to you fucking a grade stuff man but uh i have to give it to todd field for uh tar i am so surprised you didn't even put the daniels up there yeah i know wow i know it wow you warned me for nothing i guess it was the double dipping you were concerned about. yeah yeah it was <laughs> it was um but yeah man um the way that this this came to me was just amazing mm-hmm. me being so lost at the beginning mm-hmm. and then him kind of putting something in there to make me feel like it's okay if i don't get this it's just the way that i interpret it like <laughs> he uh, oh god he put this story together wonderfully he did and and i just love that i have it mm-hmm. um and and again, I can see how this is picture of the year Absolutely. for whoever. Um, if it like, there's some movies out there where like, if you tell me like Batman's better than everything everywhere all at once, I'm gonna think you're crazy. But um, Tar, like, I totally get it, man. There's there's so much there, um, and it could have been a mess. That story could easily just be a mess. Um, if it was lazily written or anything yeah yeah any anything could have been off about this and it could have been bad but it is fantastic um and i feel like that's in big part due to the director here absolutely um so yeah yeah uh, shout out to everybody else that i nominated and a lot that i didn't i'm sure you're about to name some people that i would agree with as well um as to be nominees or win but i don't um, know man that's that's the standout for me though i think my first one's one pretty controversial one at least for you so the daniels for everything everywhere all at once um for almost the same reason same thing you said about tar 
I don't think I can't even think of a director that could pull this off as effortlessly as they did. Um, and it makes so people think if you have a team, it's going to be easier. Like if you have more than one director, like they're the Daniels, they're a team. You don't think about the fact, like, what if one of them disagrees with the other? Yeah. Like, then that's immediately when it's like, oh, fuck, we're fucked. <laughs> um, but at the same time, then they have ideas that bounce off of each other. And if they have that chemistry, they raise themselves up, which obviously they do here. And the the way it's directed, like, it's incredible. Because it, it does feed into the editing of the film, the way, the feel of the film. Everything you get here with a, a lesser director, almost half of it's probably going to be lost. And that's, it's incredible to have them be able to do that. Um, Todd Field <laughs> for Tar. For he, obvious reasons. He was gone for 16 years. He was working. I don't know if he was working on Tar the whole time, um, but apparently he really wanted, and he's always wanted to work with Kate Blanchett. And part of the wait was to wait for her to be available. What a good, what are the worth weight? I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. Well worth it. Um, she's, she's such a talent, but he's incredible. And again, I can't wait to watch some of his movies because dude's a genius, man. I'm not expecting them all to just be the same kind of movie Taurus. Um, but the dude obviously has an eye. It's one of those things like we love to be in the mind of Del Toro. Yeah. After seeing Tar. Let me rent a room in your brain for a weekend. Yeah, yeah. I need to see what you see. I need to see what you're feeling, man. I want to know what's going on. And how was Aqua Teen Hunger for it? <laughs> um, next here is someone who's absolutely going to be overshadowed. Uh, but for my money, you can't, you don't get direct, directorial debuts like this, like very often. And that is Charlotte Wells for um, After Sun. Mm-hmm. She's incredible. She's so good. And if this is her first movie, yeah, she could fuck up the next one, but I have faith. <laughs> yeah, man. And I hope she gets to do whatever she wants to do, because it it this movie felt very personal. Yes, I need to I need to watch some interviews to see just how personal it gets. But she she does something really impressive here. That man, imagine your first movie just go like this. And I'm sure to her, she's just sitting there just like she's working. She's loving her work or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, we're watching this and like we we're someone like Todd field who has a few movies under his belt that are apparently critically acclaimed. And now we have tar, we have her and Charlotte Wells being mentioned in the same breath and yeah. it's worthy. And that's your first movie. I hope it only goes up from here. Do not be M. Night Shyamalan. Um, <laughs> and then my last nominee, Guillermo del Toro. Oh, what? For Cabinet Crazy. of Curia. I'm just kidding. Not for Pinocchio. <laughs> um, for everything you said, the dude, everything he works on feels like a passion project. And as you get further in the years, each one feels like more of a passion project. And that when you hear about the wait time, because you know Netflix put that little documentary out to be like, look, they worked really hard on it. Nominate it so you can be, a, we get more <laughs> subscribers, please. Um, and Del Toro, I mean, Del Toro is just putting his love out there. He's, he, it's a win-win for him. Yeah. No. Um, but I love the man. Whatever he does, we're going to fucking watch it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't care if he makes a car commercial. I'm going to be right there. And it's not that he gets automatically nominated around here. He just puts out 
quality shit though man if, if like, we were to do uh, like a zodiac calendar this would be our year of del toro fuck just because yeah. we had the literally he had new releases and we did a movie series dude in in fucking uh what is it 12 months will or 12 years we'll put out a calendar okay and then we'll have I one like, for what? okay yeah. okay we'll commemorating see. our years um We'll see. I don't know because maybe we'll do more than one movie series. I'll talk here. to Marissa over in marketing. <laughs> okay, thanks, Marissa. Um, but my winner, as well, is Todd Field for Tar. Um, for everything I said about why it's my favorite movie of the year, it does not work without him. He wrote and directed this film. Um, as we've gotten more into looking at film, I don't fully. If I was to direct something, I'd want to direct something I wrote. I yeah. feel like that's your recipe. I understand if you like, maybe you get like a writer that you're good to work with. Yeah. Like a good duo. And maybe you just like, it's a challenge to adapt somebody else's work. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. But like, I, th- you can tell that one man, like, Oh, it could have been a team. Um, but it is just him. But like, he put his soul into the script, which is airtight. <laughs> and he put in, he, he put his soul into the film. Yeah, and it is again just very much there at the forefront, and it is treated with such care and such detail. If there had been a moment of slacking, it would have been caught. But everything works so seamlessly and effortlessly, and there's so much to just keep. This movie is going to benefit so much from rewatches and deep dives, and I can't wait to see because, like, I'm never going to be able to see everything. I doubt it. Yeah. I I look forward to the YouTubers. You're gonna really dig into this. <laughs> you can probably make a whole video. account for this shit, yeah, man. Yeah. Um, this week in Tar. <laughs> but I guess we can say that Todd Field is the Life Is Storytelling official director of the year. Director of the year, Todd Field. I I know he was looking for it. He was he's been waiting for that award. But now we get to end the show. Um. The last award of the night. I'm really excited. I love, I just love the things we're making. We, we're going to have to do one where we just make up all the awards. Um, but Ernest, what is your next made up award? So your first made up award kind of goes along the same lines as mine, but yours was just so creative in the I'm way sure that you put it. Mine is just movie that scared me the most. Oh, that's fine. It's an experience. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's a different experience because, I mean, the one that you brought up, it's like the best creature reveal. I love that. That's so good. Thank you. Thank That's you very much. That's so good. Um, all right. So, the uh, scariest horror movie for me. Um, and I'm basing well, this hold on. Wait, oh, I guess, off of uh, but jump, it, like jump scares. Okay. But it, like did, but it is about what scared you. Yes. Okay. Yes. This is definitely based off of me. Understood. Yeah. Understood. I... I can only base this off myself. I know. I, I just, like- <laughs> with it being an award we created, we, I, w- I wanted to understand the, yes, the yes, specific. Yes. And I was going to specify that. So I appreciate Understood. your question. Say. Um, so first we have barbarian, um, man, that shit definitely took me by surprise. Um, creepy vibes, bro. Creepy vibes for a long time. And when we do get that reveal, holy shit. Um, there, are, there is a lot of comedy with this one as well. Um, the horror is the main aspect of it, but we do get some laughs in this one as well, which is always kind of a thing in horror too. Like they're going to make you laugh just a little bit, put you at ease, and then fuck you up. For sure. Um, next up, we have Smile. Um, man, 
and that let's talk about creepy that that smile alone that these motherfuckers do is just so, absolutely and it, then the, like, so the, what you're saying about the marketing campaign just added to it <laughs> yeah man yeah just that it could be anyone anywhere is just so creepy and if you're watching the tv it's looking at you um next up i have men um talk about fucking creepy man uh <laughs> yeah um where it leads to is like that creature reveal it's just one part of it, but the vibes that you get throughout this movie and those quick hum, motherfucking times that you get too. Uh, yeah, the suspense builds up in this one, and they definitely take advantage of you in some points of this. Um, and last, I have Scream, which is very meta, right? Um, definitely some comedy along with this one as well. But man, they do such a good job of still getting you to jump. And, and Jenny Ortega's you, in it. And making you think that like the jump scare is coming and then it's not there. But then it is there. Oh man. It's so well done. Uh but for this one, uh, I had to give it a smile. Respect. Um, Respect. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's because it's so unnerving. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And I feel like they really did that probably made me jump the most. Um I saw it in the drive-in and it, it just added to it. There was like a kid running behind me. I was like, what the fuck is that? You know, <laughs> it was crazy. What are you doing? It's yeah. Cute. He was like running back to his truck from the restroom. And I was just like, what are those little footsteps coming? They're coming for me. Oh man. Just the whole vibe there um, really added to the experience. But the movie itself is so creepy. Um, and even the parts that were in the trailer that I knew were coming still made me jump. And I love when a movie can do that to me. That's fair. Um, so, yeah, that's my winner. Okay. Uh, smile for uh, scariest horror movie for me. I want to. Yeah. So I want to give a little honorable mention off of yours for myself. I had a jump scare that really got me. And we brought it up a little bit earlier. The mom scene from Bones and All. Oh, yeah, dude. His dear, I was like, oh, no. And because like, there's only like one jump scare throughout the whole yeah, thing, not yeah. two. The, the, if there's any real moments that are going to freak you out, they're spaced out pretty far and yeah, you forget man. that like there's a horror element to this film. You get used to what you're seeing and then boom. Yeah, And yeah. like the score and everything gets really loud at that moment and it's just like, oh my God, it's unnerving and terrifying. Um, but I was honestly so nervous. I was like, because this is a pretty standard award that I see a lot of people give out. It's not an Oscar one or anything. Um I don't think this is my more creative one, but it gives me a chance to be a little more, put more emphasis on something I wanted to talk about. But my my next award is my favorite scene from 2022. Oh, so specific. Scenes. I love it. Um, I'm very interested here, if I know them. Well, so my first one you haven't, but <laughs> the others you have. Uh, my first one is, it's just simply going to be called the beach scene. It's the only thing I knew about Bardo going in, not what it was but that people talk about it. Mm. I would just say it involves a baby and what it means in the context of the story. There's a lot of things that might be hard to follow in this movie, <laughs> um, but this you get pretty clearly and it is very powerful and heavy. <laughs> it's oh. beautiful. Okay. It's beautiful and it's deliciously weird. Um, the next one I have is the conversation reflected in the TV in after sun we talked about it when we reviewed the film there's a whole conversation that they do not do on the camera like obviously our, we're watching a movie but the camera that's recording we does not record him answering the question where did you see yourself in 10 years we we see all of this in the reflection of a, just a turned off tv or first you see it 
you see her recording on the TV. Yeah, but he and turns then it, it turns off, off yeah. and then you see there. But their then reflection. when he starts the conversation, oh, when he starts actually answering, it's, it's so just in that reflection. And oh, it's great. And like yeah. it really does convey just how separated and distant and dark this like he is from like her. And it's if I'm remembering it correctly, I would say this is probably where you start really seeing that divide. Cuz uh, there is an emphasis on how separated they get from each other. And it does unfortunately end up with a full separation that, well, I guess it alludes to, we don't, we don't get confirmation, but for, I don't imagine there's a happy ending there. I, I saw some, uh, it was like an interview or Uh. something. I can't tell you exactly who gave it. So maybe you think I'm making this up, but they were like, yeah. And then they go, he goes to that big dance in the sky, you know? Oh yeah. And so I guess it's meant to be portrayed as as that but still left up to you to oh yeah my only confusion yeah. there would be why is she there too i don't i don't know i don't yeah. know <laughs> but regardless it does involve a lot of just scenes that let the viewer take it where they want to go and that one is definitely one of the more precise ones absolutely it, and, so and well i done. can't it is so what's the word minimalistic there's not a lot going on right the camera stays focused on a turned off tv all that needs to work is the audio just so you can hear the conversation and everything is working right there. And it's at a perfect point in the film where you've been with these characters long enough to really feel just where the movie's going. And you said you could see his books and you can see his books, like right. the self-help stuff. And there's yeah. something, a book on like depression, meditation. And I think it's Tai Chi, the slow motion Kung Fu moves. <laughs> um, I love their, I love their chemistry. It's yeah. so good. Um, then for my next nominee for best scene is the classroom scene in tar. And I do mean the unedited one Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here, as I was saying earlier, you get the full, and I think a really good conversation about not about what you do with this conversation is you really get to see a separation of art and artist. And it is discussed about like how, especially since this conversation is happening between a teacher who's teaching somebody who wants to be another musical artist. And she does bring up like, if you you're limiting yourself, if you're not accepting these other people, exactly. And like, again, as I said in our original review to, to, to back her up here, because I do think this is one of her more like redeemable scenes. Mm -hmm. Um, It does go awry towards the end. And I don't agree with that, but, (laughs) but while she's holding on to reason and rationality, um, she, she does paint a clear picture and like, she brings, she never says you have to love any of these people. She doesn't yeah, yeah. defend any of their actions. She never says, Oh, um, I forgot what it was. I, I think Bach what fathered is, like several children. What does him having 20 kids have? To exactly. Do with the, but his music's great. And yeah, you should yeah. still study this if you're looking to do the same thing. Yeah. Cause you're limiting yourself otherwise. Exactly. Right. Cause like whether it's the like, I don't love every movie I've watched, but, you watch them, you yeah. experience it, and you can learn from it. Um, fuck you, the whale. But <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> my last scene on this list, shout out to you, is the rock scene from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm. Um, it's kind of cheating because it's two scenes. <laughs> the first scene you see her there is when it's when you first think Evelyn's fully been taken into the bagel. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and her daughter is just like, I love coming here. It gets me separated and everything. Uh, but I am considering, I'm considering both of them together because the next one is so short. It's just her getting the googly eyes and trying to Sorry, push her daughter off the other yeah, side. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, get away from me. Um, but it does end up going into like aspects of like letting go and stuff like that. But also like just how small you are in the universe. Um, it's okay to separate yourself every now and then just sit with the quiet. Um, I can't believe, and this goes to just how much I love the directors. I felt something like watching rocks. They don't uh, originally, they don't move. Yeah, man. They just, they're and there. there's zero sound in this. Exactly. There's just subtitles. Like dead. I mean, silent. cause duh, rocks don't have mouths. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's beautiful. Uh, but for my money, my favorite scene of 2022 is the conversation reflected in TV from After Sun. There is just something so simple and sweet about it. It really does. That's what you're going to be thinking about after the movie. Because um, it just highlights the heart. It, it highlights not only the heart, but his broken one. And it's, ah, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's so... And you can take so much away from such a simple task. It's beautiful. But we did it. We did our awards. We did it. We did our award show. Look at us. Fuck you, 2022. We're done with your ass. Until we watch Puss and Boots and Babylon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely circling back around for those. For and sure. I need to watch uh, White Noise. Yeah. I promise you that's not going to end up anywhere. <laughs> it's not bad. I just want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so but everyone. Next couple of weeks, we do what we want to. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Um, but speaking of the next couple of weeks, we are going to take a little hiatus. We mentioned this last week. Yeah. Um, we're going to be gone for a couple of weeks. We have a wedding coming up, a birthday trip. And honestly, the holidays have been really busy. <laughs> we just need a little breather. Um, but we will be back on the 31st, the very last day of January. And what we're going to be doing there is talking about a little video game called Final Fantasy VII crisis core reunion yeah uh, we're hopefully gonna have justin on the show i haven't got confirmation on that uh, but big throwback to our first set of episodes again i know this sounds not great <laughs> but you don't delete your mistakes you listen to them and you get better from them we've gotten way better absolutely oh yeah who knew you could just buy another mic uh, <laughs> um but then along with that, we'll be going into our most anticipated films that are coming out in the year 2023. There's a lot. There's so much coming out this year. There's so much coming out this year. And I'm really excited. I'm really, really excited. You know what? Never mind. I want. You, I really want you to watch um, White Noise because uh, Greta Gerwig, it's my first time seeing her act. Oh, okay. She has other performances. I just haven't seen those movies. Um, she's probably my favorite part of the movie. I'll check it out. I also love Adam Driver. But Adam Driver's me. How much do you want me to watch R R R? So fucking bad. I'll make you a deal. Um that is that is my like numero uno recommendation to everybody right now. I'll make, you, already seen I'll make you a deal and the whole podcast can hear this right now. So I promise to watch it if. once you watch Lilo and Stitch. I need more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Your yeah. movie's a fraction of the Lilo time and, I have. Lilo and Stitch is my one hostage right now. That's fine. Better That's my know. one big card. Okay. Like For you what? Ju- you just want me to play it. Oh, I don't have to watch RRR either. But you should. And you should watch should, Lilo and Stitch? I should watch Lilo and Stitch. Especially since the director of Marcel the Shell, the shoes on, is going to be directing the live action one. It's fine to hate mm. on live action Disney, but it's good to see directors getting work. Uh, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. That is a situation. So it's that's a situation right. it where trailers are sell me on film, it. and now they're working on yeah. that. Yes, okay. That's huge. I get no. That's amazing. Yeah, I can't imagine he got paid a ton for Marcel. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I, I imagine a lot for he got made paid more than we make for our jobs. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I would jump at the chance to do a Disney movie. Yeah, for sure. It's a Disney movie. Fuck, I'd be like Fuck live action. Li- they would call me up, and I'd be, be immediately like, "I've loved your live action stuff. I'll be there right away." You're not gonna lose any money absolutely not but um yeah man i'm not putting a time capsule on this whenever you watch it i'll watch i uh, okay i'm not saying like do it tomorrow deal you heard it here for folks deal whenever he watches lilo and stitch i will watch r r r you might hear a cat it's okay it's the end of the show (laughs) <laughs> this is our end of the year this it is it is 2023 but Ernest, do you have any final thoughts on the movies of 2022 bangers man bangers fucking all throughout this year uh like again so many that we didn't even bring into this show that were just so much fun to watch um we had duds as well like um which are important because if every single one was a banger, like what the fuck would we do with ourselves? Um, we need bad movies too. <laughs> um, I had a great time this year, man. Um, or last year, whatever. It's fair. Thank you, sir. Thank you for taking me on this journey with you. Thanks for joining. Um, you come a long way from being just the Final Fantasy guy. <laughs> Found him on the street, guys. Found him on the street. Um, it was a huge year for movies. It was such a good year for movies. Yeah, man. I am very excited to see how the Oscars pan out. Not that they have any credibility. I just love award shows. Probably not like my awards. Probably not. Yeah. But imagine if it did. We live in a world where Parasites won Best Picture. True. We live in a world where Shape of Water rightfully won Best Picture. Hell yeah. This happens every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you all to our listeners who have been listening. Uh, we will miss you for the next couple of weeks. But we will be back in full force um, at the end of the month. With more nerdy content. But we love you. We love you. But Ernest, where can the people find us? Uh, so if you'd like to stay up to date with the show, you can find us on all of these social medias out here, man. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Now you're going to say the other one. I was going to say that. If <laughs> you would like to give us any feedback or let Chris know that he's very, very wrong about the whale, which... I mean, he's, no, he's got come some at good points. Come at me. Um, but if you'd like to fight him on that, you can send that feedback to lifeisstorytelling at gmail.com. Um, anything and everything you can find us under Life is Storytelling. Search that shit up, man. Please come find us. Please follow all that type of stuff. Interact, baby. We'll give you a little shout out back. Always. Because we love you. We love you so much. I almost forgot to toss that to you. A little behind the scenes thing. I was like, oh, let's wrap this up. <laughs> it has been a long show, but it's been a fun one. We've had so many, we've had some shared opinions, yeah, which man. I was surprised at. Um, and some obviously not shared, but been a great year for movies. Also a great year for TV. Um, everyone should watch Chainsaw Man. Go watch Chainsaw Man. Fuck yeah. Go watch Chainsaw Man right now. Watch it. But enjoy the rest of your week, the rest of your next couple of weeks. And we'll see you towards the end of the month.